Got any water bottle? No, nah, I left my other water bottle in the car. Oh. So this is like bullshit one. This is the one you put the like spring in there, in there yeah. and you make a protein shake. But I feel like a dickhead when I make those. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just douchey, man. Like don't come around. Like protein be- shake? Yeah, but with the little ball in there. You shake it out. That's yeah, what it's for. I know, but don't come around. It just it's just it's, you're doing a thing. I don't like no, it. It's no, not. it is. No, you're trying not. to send a message to people. I'm like, healthy. oh, I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just you can shake you it with a ball. You should also get healthy. You should also try. No, no, no. Healthy. If you have a water no, bottle, jealous. if you have a water bottle in there with a ball in there, you're trying to send the a message to people. The fact that this pisses you off is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you want to be healthy. No, it makes me romance. It makes me romance. You're like upset. Yeah, because like look, let's say I walk into like a green leaf or some kind of place where you get food for lunch. Like healthy food, and I walk in there, and the person's like, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. yeah, can I get a, a protein a bowl? Yeah, and they're shaking, and the little balls rattling around in there. Yeah, they it's like a mating call, <laughs> they want people to hear it. Like, I'm healthy, I work out, I go to the gym. Fuck off, you no, know, that's I crazy. Like, I don't like that. Don't you talk about how my mind works? Your mind is absolutely what do you mean? <laughs> that person's an asshole. I, that is, you don't get you don't you don't get you what shake I'm saying. It up. You, that's for there to keep it, keep it moving. You don't gotta be shaking it up all the time, man. You do, like, man. All this, all the nutrients and stuff goes to the bottom. You gotta make sure it's swirling around the, in there. What's the ball do? What's the ball it's do? It's shaking it around. It's shaking it around. It's, it's, for. it's shaking it around the same. If you just shake it without the ball in there. If you keep the ball in there, you, you want people to hear the rattle. It's the gym rattle, talking about working out and so, stuff. So you threw it away? You just threw yeah, it hell away. yeah. I throw those out immediately. I don't even like that they come in the, into one, one, ones that's that abs- I buy. That's absolutely ridiculous. No, it's, it's just, <laughs> listen, anybody who does that also like post their workout videos on Instagram. And I don't like those people. I don't like those people too, but you've done it. So don't what? go ahead. Pull it. Oh, you've done it. You've done whoa, it. So don't get up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The hypocrisy. Whoa, whoa. Don't get up here and say whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. That was a fitness journey video. <laughs> I wasn't in here trying to tell people I'm a, a, a personal trainer or something like that. I just wanted to show off that I was getting my life right. All right so don't lump me in. And I also wasn't shaking the bottle. That's what takes it over the top. Right, you can show you. You want to do some pull-ups or something like that. You go, hey, man, like I can do eight pull-ups now. You have every right to do that. But when you go in there, you're like, hey, guys, make sure you're getting your macros in. And, yeah. you know, make sure, you know, chicken, vegetables, and a, and a nice regimen. I'm doing two a days right now. I'm not. I wasn't <laughs> on there doing that. I just put some fucking schoolboy Q music on and did a couple push-ups. Throw my kettlebell around. Don't want me in with those people that I hate. <laughs> you hear the passion in my voice trying to make me out to be one of those I people. You were, I thought you was on your influencer journey. No. Well, was I mean, it? I mean, we, we influence, and this is how we influence. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dickhead gym, gym influencer. Hey man, people that put the little spring in their little in their shake bottles Dickheads. are good people, man. Dickheads, good people, Dickheads. And if you do, if you listen to this, I'll give you a, cut you some slack because you listen to a cool podcast. But just take the ball out; it doesn't do anything. Just shake <laughs> it around the, the the nutrients and the minerals and all the shit. Friends said all that shit will come from the bottom, just the same. I know we have like some type of nutritionist somewhere here that's going to be like actually, like, actually, the ball is uh man. Please shut up! Uh, don't shut up! I want to hear. Why they? Because I want to know the reason why they're good. Because I think they're, I think they have, some, they have some use. I, I'm sure it technically it is, does serve a purpose, but right. the only purpose it serves for me is dickheadery. <laughs> yeah, obvious. We got a problem here, and it's more than just obvious. Dream and punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got your friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Nothing nonstop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told, like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us. Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza. Bougie ain't an option, it's the way. Take it to the grave, add poop into the place. You already know when they take the case. Laugh the pain away, it's a fire 
Ah, sounds so sweet. Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post on. Lies of being told with the dinosaur BS. Oh. Yeah, man, listen, hey. Fine. One more time, a shout out to <laughs> Grand Ace, Fine. man, for putting his whole foot in the recipe that is that song. Yeah. I think I'm going to post the lyrics because he sent me the lyrics in the, the DM. I think yeah. I'm going to post the lyrics so people know, so they know what to sing along to, when they, so they can fully know what's going on. Because yeah. there's bars in there. It is. It's, it's chock full of bars and references, and I want people to know what's going on so you can fully invest in our new theme song that I'm so thankful that we have. Fran, what's going on, man? How you doing? Not much, man. Uh... My son Max is—he's growing up, and I, what I mean by that is because sure. I feel like for girls it's so much like you know princesses and stuff. Variety. I feel like boys, it's feel like I feel like it takes a while for them to figure out what they like, what they like, and what a uh, boy type of thing. Sure. So I think Max is like he's in a Spider Man. That's that's his thing. Now Spider Man is his. That's all he watches now. And I was like, this is the first time where I've been like, oh, well, he's shown where like, oh, this is what I like. I'm into this. I'm into this. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time where I've been like, oh, okay, I see what he's into. Because that's all he watches. Spider Man watches like Spidey Team. It's all he watches. Anything with Spider Man. Anything. He watches the Avengers. He watches the Avengers all the time. He okay. don't watch the first two Spider Mans. We haven't let him watch the last one yet. The third one. Because oh, Venom that's is bad. In, Venom is in that. It's also not a good it's movie. It's terrible. Okay, well, we won't. Well, not that I don't think he would be like. Oh, well, I mean, I like, Venom, I can't really follow the storyline. Yeah, well, Steph don't want Venom and get him oh, get nightmares. Evil. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, he's been. I sent you a picture of him in his Spider Man thing. Uh, you did. I had some thoughts on it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's that's what he likes, man. But I, it's not. <laughs> we discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you got his costume from. No, no, no. See, the thing was, he has a, the picture I sent you has a cape on. Uh, with the, the Spider Man, yeah, but emblem on it, right? But what, that came with a spider a Spider Man glove and a Spider Man little oh, like uh, a web shooter, web shooter. That's perfectly on brand. That's why. That's why that came. But with that. why he doesn't wear a cape, Spider Man. He like he just I don't it came with the thing. But where why why did it come with? Where did you get this I from? I got it from Amazon. Okay. I don't know why. It I came don't think that. that's I don't think that that what you got him is a Marvel official license. Oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. But we he has he has a, a real Spider Man. Yeah, because he had one for Halloween. But he likes the cape. But he just likes the cape. Capes so, are fun. Well, especially Capes if it, if it's it's not even about if he's like if it's around, uh-huh. he'll just put it on. Right. If and the Spider Man suit is not around, he won't put it on. And put the movie and, and put the and movie he, on. Yeah. It's like the mask he had on. Yes. Was to the Spider Man. The costume, costume, and yeah. then go with. So he's mixing the match, and he's doing. He his just thing. does what he wants. Man. <laughs> yeah, whatever's out, he's gonna put. I see it on. You got my guy out here in a Spider Man cape. That's not even canon. That's not on brand. That's nah. not what they do. in you nah. know, canonically, nah. he's though. not wearing a cape. But yeah, no. And, and I appreciate you took him back to Tobey <laughs> Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to show him the past. Yeah, man. You, you know, you got to, if you want to show him the new stuff, you got to show him that old too. Yeah, man. Because those movies were good. Yeah, the first he, two Spider Mans were really him. good. Yeah. You show him the Amazing Spider Mans. No, those are good too. With uh. Andrew Reynolds. No, I haven't. Have That's got Jamie Foxx in, in one of them. You should uh, show them those. Those are fun. Well, uh, they kind of, might be kind of scary because like the lizard is in it and stuff. They, and Electro looks creepy as fuck. Okay. Well, he like he likes the first two. He he's watches those. Those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. Good movies. Yeah, the first and, two and yeah. the Miles Morales ones is not on the. It's not. Uh, oh, uh, Spider Man into Spider Verse. Yeah, you can't racism. You gotta buy it. Oh, that's racist. Yeah. I don't like that. That's racist. I'm like, what? I thought, was it, it used to be on Netflix, right? What is it on Netflix or something? Was it somewhere uh, it was like maybe. streaming? You didn't have to buy it? I feel like possibly. Maybe. When it first came out. I think it was Netflix. Netflix. Might have been on Netflix. But now you got to buy it. You got to yeah. go on Amazon Prime and buy it. I, I mean, bought it. Because when I ruptured my Achilles, that movie got me through. I used to eat gummies and just watch that movie like every day because I I couldn't move. I was on the couch all the time. Yeah. Good times, man. Well, yeah, no, you should absolutely continue to 
you know, show him cool stuff and fun yeah. stuff. And, and, and Spider-Man's a good one. Um, in other news, Fran, this is an update in, this, in a story that I didn't expect to happen. I've also done a little bit of diving into it since it was announced. But so it kind of seems like it might just be for show. But Alec Baldwin. Okay. Legendary actor, 30 Rock, other things. Been around for a long time. The lady on the Exactly. Set, yeah. He uh, apparently is going to be formally charged for shooting. Uh, her name is Helena H- Hutchins. Okay. They are apparently going to charge him. It's looking like they might charge him by the end of the month. Mm. But all experts involved are pretty confident that they nothing can stick. I think that the description I read said something like, the closest thing that they could probably categorize what happened was to was like a negligent abuse or like accidental abuse or something like that, which that's not even a crime. There's not even a, that's just a made up word. They're like, if we had to categorize it as something, it would be this, this, but that's not a, that's not a law. That's just like what happened. He didn't know. He didn't check to see if the the gun was empty, which I don't know why they were using real real rounds. Yeah. That's my question. But I guess that's like standard for like an action movie. Maybe I don't know, but he didn't check, which apparently nobody ever does that. Like that's like standard practice on a set. Like, the actors don't do that. That's like the prop person's job or something like that. Like it's not Alec. Basically, the, the basically the the defensive that they're saying his the, his lawyers will most likely say is that this has been standard practice for movies that involve guns for years. Like the actors don't know how to check the gun yeah, for but a, bullets. A multi million dollar production should I, be on top find, of that kind. Not of even stuff. you can't find replicas that look just like real guns. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. That part I don't get. Why? Uh, why is there? Why is Alec, Why is Alec Baldwin a sixty plus year old man who? Yeah is an actor holding a real gun and he doesn't know how to use it wow. and is not checking to make sure it doesn't have go- why is he pulling the trigger when this when they're not recording i don't yeah. i don't even think they were filming i think it was like between takes that's crazy so we was just like man what's this do click and he shot it and he killed a person wow so man and what's been weird is that he's been coming out and being like you know what happened was so he should have just been quiet yeah. i i understand he wanted to like give his condolences but if it, it felt weird coming from him and it felt like it was it was like weeks after it had happened where it's like, we don't want to hear you say, man, what happened to her is so sad. Yeah. So you had a hand in it. So maybe you just step back. We're not, it's not like, I don't think people are absolutely like calling for your head right now, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be out in front of the news talking to people and saying like, this was, I can't believe it. I'm so sad. Prayers. They don't want to hear that from you right now. And I think maybe him doing that might've agitated uh, like the state to be like, well, we got to charge him with something because people yeah. are upset that, that he's yeah. handling this. So going, he's going out and doing interviews. He's he, he was doing a lot of cleanup. Mm. Whereas, like, you probably should have just been quiet, and maybe Don't it would have just yeah. went away f- as far as you and people just being like, it was an accident. Sad Hollywood production. Focus on that. Like, why did this happen? Why are they using real guns? But instead, he made it about him, and people were, you know, I think he didn't like people saying he killed a person. But it's like, hey, man, you did. You did. Yeah, so maybe just sit back and just take it instead of getting defensive and wanting to go out there and clean your name up. And I think he put pressure on the state to bring him some charges. I now, mean, like nobody was looking at him as a criminal. No, it was dumb. And a lot of it was like, why are you still talking? Yeah. Just shut up. That was a lot of the backlash that I saw yeah. was people saying, why are you coming out here and doing interviews with fucking That's crazy. Good Morning America and stuff? For what? Like, just be quiet, you know? So, but I think basically they're going to go through the motions and it will end in, you know, the case being thrown out. Was it two years ago? Yeah, something like yeah. that. It's been a while. It's, 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 time is moving fast. But, yeah, it was, I think it was about two years ago. And I was shocked when I saw that today. I saw it today that, they, yeah, they're, they're talking about actually bringing charges to him. Wow. So we'll see how that plays out. Also, his wife is, like, from New York, but she just decided to be Hispanic. 
So that's okay. been that's been interesting. She like she she her name's Hillary, but I think she legally changed her name to Hilaria. And now she talks with a vaguely Spanish accent. Which this is a an ex- This is not new though, right? This is her, She's like, been doing this. She's been okay, called out I've for heard, I've heard this. Okay. I've but heard she this. got okay. called out for it before and now when the this news came yeah. out. They went and found her like out walking around, and she's like, oh, okay. "Guys, guys, please, yeah, seriously, right. like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. my family. We need our privacy. We just really." And this is a. I didn't a, know that was his wife. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But this is a phenomenon that I'm familiar with. You know, you have friends that go travel, yeah. and sometimes people come back from that travel bug, and they they talk a little different. They start rolling their R's and stuff. If they go to Spain, they start saying España because in Spain they use the lisp. They talk with the lisp, mm-hmm. um, and. She's a product of that. I think she went on a nice trip when she was in her 20s or something and had a good time in a Spanish-speaking country and just decided, like, I lived here for six months. I'm of the culture now forever. And I think that that's crazy. Like, you can't just go, like, if you can't just go somewhere and then just decide that you're that now. That's an insane way to live your life, you know? Hey, man, it's like when people go to the gym and they go to the gym for a couple couple days. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a bodybuilding build, body influencer now and they got the shake, the shake bottle and they come in here and then that's, say, hey, look. Maybe that's why. Well, no, this is outright like <laughs> racist, basically. But like, it's, it, I think it tugs on the same strings. Yeah, that's true. Like you go but to the gym. that's why. For you to like change your whole. Yeah. You change your name. You, you put some, you put some, yeah. some, you put some, you know. Says some Sasson on your name. You put, you put a little bit of adobo on your name. You're like, it's not Hillary. I'm Haladia. You know, but she's white. She, yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure she's ethnic, ethnically white. I think she's a white woman who went on a trip to Spain or something and is she has just, a, like first generation. I don't think so. I think she's just a white woman from like New Jersey or New York or something okay. and went traveled abroad. I'm pretty sure they went because this was a story like a couple years ago. I remember hearing this. I'm pretty sure they tracked yeah. down like friends from her high school and stuff. And were like, yes. her name was her name's Hillary. Yeah. And she's from Bayonne, New Jersey. Like. She's not a, 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 a Spanish a Spanish person. There's no reason that she should be talking like she's from Spain. That's a fucking weird thing to do. You're a fraud. Man. You're a fraud. Yeah, and, and a gym fraud is a lot less of an indictment on you as a person than a, a, a racial fraud. I'm not playing along with this. No, no, I, you will not. And you will not come to me and it's just like, oh, I, I have a, an accent now. You're just not going to tolerate that. I, I will not. I'm not going to be like a person I've known since the third grade come up to me and now you are, are speaking. With a, uh, a a vaguely Filipino accent, yeah, I will not allow that. You no, must, you will say something, or you just be like, "I'm not hanging." I'm not. I think I don't really call people out. Yeah. I just I just drop people. That's how you choose to live your life, and I'm gonna step away from this. Okay, so lost a lot of lost a lot of soldiers along the way, Fran. Unless they ask you, you, about you made it. it. Unless they ask you about you it, you made it because you're not a dirtbag. You know, you made it through the grace of grace of God. But a lot of people fell to the wayside over the years. I was like, never going any doing this with anything with this person again wow. in my life. First sign of just no, uh-uh. Just you're out any of sign of dirtbaggery, you're just not in any sign of dirtbaggery. I'm off. I'm off you. I respect that. Yeah, no. Thirty years old, you're like, man, they have cloth napkins in this place. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Oh, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't go there. Don't go there. What? Don't go there. <laughs> cloth napkins. What? What's wrong with that? I'm saying if they go be, in there, be like, if they're blown away shot, by that, they just never. They're just used to a, a stack of. They're only used to a stack of napkins. Yeah. That's don't, crazy. Don't get bougie, friend. man. Don't, don't get like bougie. That. Don't, don't do that. Bro. You're gonna bougie me right now because somebody goes into a nice restaurant. They go like, "Oh, they have cloth napkins, not not regular paper napkins." I don't think that's that big of a deal. You would just let that slide past you if I know they haven't never been to a restaurant like that. We're thirty. <laughs> They've never been to a restaurant where you got to put the napkin in your lap. Maybe they like. I don't know. Maybe they like going to a. I don't know. 
I refuse. I'm not even going to entertain whatever kind of example you're about to give. I'm not doing. I'm not doing this. Um, because we only have two. <laughs> we only have two uh, shoutouts this week. That's it. Yeah, we only got two, and but they're super special. And because of that, I'm going to do it out a cappella. Okay. Right. Is that the right word? Without no a music. Beat. No yeah. music. Yeah. yeah. I was making sure. I was <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes I get a cappella, and then whatever the reverse of that is, I can't okay. ever think of that word. I don't know what that word is. Uh, without the words, but the beat instrumental. I get them. There you go. I get them yeah, okay, twisted up in my head. Yeah, got you. Acapella. So you can do it. Okay. So, yeah. So, first of all, I want to give a big major show. Oh, sec- first, firstly, we still on for Friday? Friday's still good for you? Yeah. Okay. This Friday, what day is that? The 27th? I have no idea. It's the, I think it's January 27th. Um, I, I, I just, I saw, I didn't know this, but Wine and Crime is doing a virtual house or their thing. Their uh, happy hour, also doing it on the 27th. So I don't. I know we have a lot of listener crossovers. So I don't want to. I don't want to. It's twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. But should we do it Thursday then? Can you do Thursday? Or you have to work. I do have to work Thursday. Okay. Oh uh, shit. Oh well then. Hey, you know what? Going to head to head with Juggernauts. Fuck. Okay. If you're if you want to hang out with us, um, we'll be doing our uh our, our virtual house party this Friday, January twenty seventh, and maybe flip flop back and forth between wine and crime. Yeah, if you're if you're a crossover listener, maybe have us both up on the screen and mute back and forth, kind of see what's going on. But this Friday, January 27th, we're going to do a little kickback, have a good time, open up some wine, let it breathe, have a couple sips, have some laughs, and just have you know jump on for like an hour and a half or something like that. So feel free to join us for that. Patreon only. You know, that's the only place that you can get the link to, to join into the house party. So be sure that if you're not on the Patreon and you want to kick it with us, join there and kick it with us this Friday, January 27th. Anyway, quick shout outs to awesome new Patreon members. First person is Cassius Like Clay. Hmm. That's a lot. I don't know if that's like a bar. Maybe they rap or something. Um, but if you do, shout out to you. You should have maybe plugged your Spotify or something. I would have maybe, maybe played just like Muhammad Ali. I don't know. Maybe they look kind of young to even know who. Muhammad oh, okay, Ali is. I don't know. <laughs> Feels like that's a dated reference. All these kids now, Floyd Mayweather's Muhammad Ali. That's the guy. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like they don't. I mean, if you're ten, unless your dad like beats you over the head that Muhammad Ali is the greatest. Yeah. You only know the guy, the greatest boxer is Floyd Mayweather. That's just like saying we only know Mike Tyson. Uh, no, I, that was that was disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, not Floyd Mayweather. Mike, no, because Muhammad Ali was the sweet science. Mike Tyson was like a monster. Yeah, <laughs> like he was like, oh, he's terrifying. So I would say Floyd Mayweather's closer to Muhammad Ali as far as technique, because Muhammad Ali wasn't knocking people out. Yeah, he I don't was, know who's comparable to Mike Tyson. Uh, he's just a monster. Who yeah, that guy's really not good at boxing. He can make a hell of a burger. He's though. just as like a genetic. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> i tell you one thing, though. The guy can make a burger, though. <laughs> they can tell you. He, listen, he might not have much hey, technique. Man, All he look. does is go out there and swing his arms growing side up, to side like Frankenstein. Growing up. Foreman Grill. We're going to go on the Foreman Grill man, right hey. now? Hey. It, it hey. got me through some times, man. Oh, man. Nothing like a burger with some lines <laughs> on it. <laughs> he just he just the lines just they like trap the flavor in those yeah, gr- those man. grill marks yeah. you know man see all the you see all the the, 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 oh, the congealed fat just kind of falling in that little tray they give you that you, if you don't line it up right it hits the counter you got to make sure you line that tray up right man got me through some days oh you let that grease sit and yeah. it gets all hard yeah. and it's lumpy and you you're like oh clean? i ate that you wanna, huh you don't want to clean that no no hell no you let it run for a few a few sessions like yeah. you, multiple burger cooks and let it fill up <laughs> and then it just is like a jello like it's the it fully a, a mold of the tray of yeah. fat is in it. Yeah. Does anybody just, have a foaming? If anybody has a foaming grill, 
Oh, that's a retro, that's a retro send, item at this point. I want it. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. Put that I'll on the counter. It. You want to use it? it? You can't use it. Why not? There's no way I'll that buy. whatever is the metal buy, or whatever that no. is is definitely like it's like cancerous now. If I have a foamy grill, I'll buy it. Buy it. Send it to me. Send it to PO Box. Hey, <laughs> listen, PO Box three four two five eight, Essex, Maryland. Francis Evans. If you have, if you're sitting on a foaming grill, please, if that's in decent condition. Yeah. Send it to the P.O. box so Frank can have himself I'm, a nice I'm streaming live. Pretty much cooked burger. Yeah. <laughs> so he can have Delicious, himself a nice, man. juicy, almost cooked burger. Delicious, man. And with that, our last shout out is to Shelly S. Shout out to Shelly S. Thank you both to Shelly S and to Cassius Like Clay for joining our Patreon this Friday, January 27th. Um, um kick, come kick it with us. We're gonna um have some drinks, have some laughs, play some games like usual. If you've been to a house party before, you can expect the same, but no costumes this time. It's just it's mid it's January. We're not doing anything special like that. But it's gonna be a fun kickback. And also one last time, P.O. Box 34258, Essex, Maryland. I think I'm gonna put it in the Instagram bio, but I'm just saying it to people now if you wanna if you've been sitting on sign. I know somebody wanted to send us they had like uh drink eatable edible straws or something. So they had something for you that they wanted to send you. So P.O. Box. Yeah. Also, we we I haven't been to the P.O. Box in a while. I went over the weekend. Uh-huh. We do have, we did get two packages. Yes. And we didn't open them yet. We though. didn't open them yet. But if you sent two packages, we got them. If there was and a dog in it, it's probably dead. Absolutely. Because I but don't yeah. know. Yeah. So whoever sent two packages, if you're listening, we did get them. Yes. And next episode, we'll, we'll or maybe reveal. The house, yeah, we'll reveal it. Oh, virtual house party. We'll do it then. This so Friday. We, so we can say all, you know, thank yous. Because I know people are like, oh, they didn't say thank yeah, you. Damn. So I was like, it's ungrateful. We did get it. Because one it. was like from. I don't even know the date. It was wild. <laughs> so we did get it. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll bring it up. We'll mention you. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do that next episode or at the virtual house party or both. But anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P, at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Welcome back. My turn, in, um, I'll go first this week. Uh, my story is about the murder of Lena Bruce. I got this story from medium.com um, and the 
uh, writer of the stories is called The Mystique. Ooh. Shout out to The Mystique. Shout out to The Mystique. For, for this great article that I read. Medium, great website too. Yes, there we go. So growing up in poverty, Lena Bruce always dreamed of being at the top of her class. During her journey, Lena developed a resilient and tough personality to fend and earn for herself. Mm. She didn't grow up in a bad neighborhood, but wanted to better herself and her parents. But hard work was necessary. She secured a scholarship to Harvard Ooh. and Yale, oh. but ended up going to Tufts University for engineering. Okay. Good school, too. Yeah. Not, not as n- much name recognition. Oh, yeah. But that's not, not school, with Harvard and Yale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, she moved to Boston with her friend Barbara Eden mm. into a neighborhood apartment notorious for high crime rates. It was infamous that that area had over 100 murders yearly. What? Yep. But the two women strategically tried to combat this hurdle by adopting safety measures. Okay. So just, hey, make sure you lock the door. Yeah. You know, make sure the windows call are closed. Call me. Let's yep. call each other and make sure we're home. Yep. Make sure the blinds are closed. People not fucking looking in. So they developed an understanding with, e- with each other of how the house should be kept. Both of them practical women when it came to making decisions about their lives. So, I mean, these two seems like ideal roommates where it's like... Both you know, don't want to get murdered. You wash the... Di- I mean, like, oh, just keeping the house clean. Right. You, you know, if the dishes... You know, if you wash, you, wash, you use a cup, wash it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, don't leave stuff laying around. Also, on, on, on the... Just to put this out there to, to listeners. Uh, for our women listeners out there, I would love to get a Facebook or Twitter thread going of people... I would love to, love to know what are the little things you do that make you feel safe at your house? Like, do you keep a, mm. a kitchen knife in your drawer next to your bed? Do you keep bells on the door? I dated a girl that did that. She put, she would put a, like Christmas bells on all the doors around the house. Okay. So if the door opened up, you could yeah. hear it. Yeah, I'd love to know those little things that you do. Not that they're like, you know, placebos. Like, you, if you, you know, you really feel like they're helping, but what are they? I'd like to know those. Now, I know that helps, but definitely I'll be more terrified. Hearing the, a, the bells? A bell well, you know not, somebody came not in. knowing somebody's... Oh, I just, what me, do you mean? To me. Because I'm like, if I'm would you rather, myself... Would you, but would you rather be terrified that like the door opened up or terrified that like, somebody's standing over you all, all well, of a sudden? Obviously, somebody's standing over that. That's more, yeah. I, right, but you I mean like... You can prepare at least. Yeah, true. But I mean like me just sitting watching TV. You know, oh, I heard the bells. Yeah. Was like, I wasn't special. Don't have a cat or something. Yeah. Because the cat could just run... it. Yeah, you could get false alarms. Yeah. Probably false alarms. A wind, a gust of wind. Yeah, yeah. So Lena and Barbara were very similar people who maintained the apartment uh, in an organized way. One day when Barbara returned home from her vacation weekend on July 12th, she found the apartment a mess, Mm. which is, you know, out of character, out of character. The windows were open in a neighborhood with a very high crime rate. Everything was out of place. So Barbara felt like immediately she felt like a weird sensation down her spine because this was unlike Lena. This wasn't just a mess. This wasn't just a mess. Yeah. Yep. This was unlike her to leave the house a mess. So looking around the apartment, you know, in this, in that moment, there's a, you know, you you have a thousand thoughts running through your head, right? Yeah. And it's like, as just human, you go, you always want to go, you always try to avoid a negative thought, but still it creeps up on you. You want to sure. go like, I hope that's, they're okay. That's so. not what it is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So walking through her apartment, she got a, a lot of thoughts running through her head, trying to avoid the bad thought. But sometimes that one bad thought may become reality. Yeah. Barbara continued to look 
Barbara continued looking around the apartment. At first, she thought, like, maybe, well, Lena she just left the apartment. You know, she just, you know, maybe she stayed a night somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. So she thought Lena may have gone out, but will be coming back soon. Or Lena could just be in her room because the door was shut. It's an optimistic thought. Barbara knocked on, on Lena's door, but no answer. Barbara finally opened the door to find her friend laying face down on her bed, naked from the waist down and her hands tied behind her back with a telephone cord. It gives you a little bit of an insight into the mind of like a, a, a criminal murderer or yeah. whatever. Like the house is in shambles. Windows are open. Mm-hmm. But he closed her door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. The like, I want to hide this. Even though it's so obvious, everything Everything's is a mess. right. But where this happened, yeah. I'm going to close the door. Everything's a red flag when you walk through the house. Yeah. Especially for somebody who personally knows the victim. Yeah. We know this is out of character. And they walk in and go like, all right, well, something's, something's wrong. Yeah. Something's I think wrong. in that moment, the red flag would also be to me, even though she, you know, she's calm and trying to stay positive, it would be a red flag to me that her door was closed. When it's like, yeah, it's this person yeah, ransacked yeah. everything, just kick a door open, go look, flip stuff around. If yeah. I'm thinking it's a robbery. Yeah. But I mean, before you even, because I'm sure there's like a hallway. So you end, if you walk into an apartment, you see the living room first. Yeah. So I mean, like that, you look around that before you even see the door. Before exactly. you walk down to see the door, you go like, you know, something's, okay, not, something's right. not right. Yeah. Then you walk down and like, the door's closed. Yeah. Horrified by the crime, she ran out of the apartment and found a police officer. Just, you know, a beat, pop, like a beat cop. Probably just happened to be. It's a bad neighborhood. So yeah. Everybody just sit around. Patrolling. You know, yeah, patrolling. Yeah. The officer called for immediate backup. The incident was a massive loss for the Bruce family and Lena's friend. As we know, in most rape cases, the killer is usually the person the victim already knows. Mm. So the police picked their first, their first suspect, which uh, was Lena's boyfriend, mm. Joe Sullivan. Sullivan and Lena were very much alike. And communication in their relationship was healthy. They were usually very understanding and accommodated each other's perspective or commitments. They initially planned to hang out that, that Saturday. Uh-huh. The day Lena was murdered. Right. But when Lena didn't re- respond to Joe, he assumed that she had been busy and he just wanted to give her some, some space. Mm. So it was just one of those things where it's like... Yeah. I'm not going to blow gonna, her I'm, up. Yeah, I'm not going to be on her, you know, down yeah. her neck. Yeah. However, he started getting worried since Lena didn't respond the following day. The police did not find him the killer since he had a strong alibi. The DNA samples found in Bruce's nails and sperm sample extracted from her body did not match her boyfriend's DNA. Mm. So they ruled Rolled him out. Rolled him out. When investigated... Sullivan told the police that it wasn't unusual for the couple to cancel plans since they were like-minded, rational thinkers and respected each other's space. It's a concept. Some people don't like being canceled on last minute. You gotta be a you gotta be a special type of person to go. Well, you know, if something came up, I respect that. I mean, it's a little suspicious. It's a little, you know, somebody just like without. No, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You knew we had these plans. <laughs> I'm not defending cancel plan, uh, plan cancelers. Yeah. I'm just saying for two people to. Be rational, rational, quote unquote. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, I guess I get that because you know I know some people that would be hot. Unless I mean, unless you both go like, 
I did have to, st- you know, she she's I th- she's in college. I think. True. She's like maybe I, I have a study. And yeah, like, yeah, no, he's good. I just don't have time. It's like okay, yeah. well, cool. I guess it's not good to just be like I don't really feel like it. Yeah, that's not a good. Like, I, I was, that not a I'm good excuse? Getting dressed. Okay, I'm ready. I was about to head out. I'm doing my hair. Yeah. I'm like I'm like oh, you know something. I'm kind of sleepy. <laughs> I guess that's not a good. Not a good, uh, a good excuse. No. Okay. All right. Well, fair. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so the police brought in almost everyone who Lena knew, but no suspicious behavior or inconsistencies in their stories would, was noticed. Afterward, Barbara was called in for investigation and asked, and was asked, can you point out anything that was unusual in the apartment that day? Mm-hmm. The day she went, walked in? The day she walked in. Oh. You know, she probably saw a whole bunch of shit that was unusual, yeah. but then it was like, once she saw that, you know, everything else doesn't really matter. Right. So they called her in, asked because she put anything she saw unusual in the apartment, hoping that this might lead to a clue. Barbara pointed out the beer cans on top of the TV mm. in the apartment and said that it was odd that the cans were there since neither of them drank beer nor hosted any parties. Right. Now, we don't, we don't know that if she did if she did If she that. did... Most of the party while she was gone. We don't right. know that. So upon further investigation, Barbara Barbara also told the officers that a group of teenagers could be seen from their apartment window who were usually found partying on Lena and Barbara's fire escape. Mm. Now this was in the nineteen nineties. You know, I've seen this in like old movies where like that was a in like New York that was a thing. Hanging out on the fire escape. Hanging out on the fire escape. Mm-hmm. This slightly unsettled them, the police. But there wasn't much they could do about it. Right. Next, the police searched the fire escape. Finally, the police found a wallet, a condom, and baby oil. Oh, wow. They theorized belonged to the killer on the fire escape. Wow. A wallet? Yeah. A wallet. Yep. So the beer can that they found um, didn't prove to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the police did not, didn't find any saliva on the beer cans to do DNA sampling. They interviewed the people who knew Lena and did not have any leads. They even published it in the newspaper, hoping someone could come, you know, come forward and help them out with some yeah. type of clues, some type of leads. But they received no response. At this point, they were all out of evidence and ideas to find the killer. One thing, one thing was sure is that Lena had been raped her autopsy confirmed that she had been strangled by bare hands mm. to death, but they ended up shutting the case when they didn't have anything else to go on. Like, right. Kind of hit a dead end. We don't have anything else. Yeah. We don't have any leads to pursue anything. So Lena's family fought a battle to reopen their daughter's case to bring her justice. It was also speculated that there was a racial bias against Lena's family. So Lena's black? Yes. Okay. After the long, tense legal battles, the parents were relieved that Lena's body would be at peace now. So they held a funeral for their daughter, which was supposed to be open casket so friends and family could, you know, pay their respects, pay their respects and say yeah. their proper goodbyes. But her body had started to decompose mm. since the employees in charge of handling her body after autopsy neglected to preserve her corpse. Wow. Now, how is that? Is that a lawsuit? Should be, you can't sue for that? I don't really know the legalities around a dead body, you know? Like, I feel like that's definitely, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, 
it's more of a um eth- it's more of an ethical thing like like ethics like are you a are you a good reputable business like it looks bad but i don't know if there's any legal course of action for because it it's like okay, i got you you know they didn't they they messed up but yeah. like i don't know i don't i'd love to know that any uh um forensic specialists or people that work at a, a mortuary scientists or something like that yeah. can let us know can you be sued for mishandling a body yeah i'd like to know that yeah I mean, but this is fucked up, you know. Yeah, because you, you, it's it's a ceremony. Yes, you know? right, exactly. You and desecrated the body. Right, and they can't do it the proper way that, you know, you would want to have a... It's super a fucked up. That's my thing. It's like, yeah. it's some, it's wrong, but I don't know if there's any legal course of right. action. Right, yeah. So this was a source of tremendous pain for the family who had lost a daughter and a chance of saying goodbye. Yeah. So the family was enraged and heartbroken after fighting such a lengthy legal battle with no hope. Her sorority sisters went back to the apartment to search for something the police couldn't find. But it all went in vain. Numerous attempts were made to try to open the case, but nothing worked. So shout out to my, my, uh, my guy, Joe Sullivan. Joe Sullivan hired a detective mm. to, you know, try to get this case back open, to right. look over, you know, all the details and, you know, the case. So in 1996, Joe Sullivan hired a Boston police detective to solve Lena's murder and got the case to be open again. The detective tried to reach out to people Lena knew again to collect their DNA evidence and match it against uh, the killers. But there was no use. He entered the samples into the combined DNA index and verified the DNA against the database for violent criminals, Mm -hmm. but no match was found. The database had two categories, identified and non-identified criminals. This DNA data had an unidentified profile, but was uploaded to the server. This is just dope. And it gave me goosebumps too. The only thing they can do is wait for this criminal, this killer, to do something else. But they know, so you're saying they have a pool of DNA that is, doesn't have an identity. Yes. But that matched to the, uh, the, the, the DNA found at the crime scene of uh, the young lady that was killed. Yes. So you know it's the same person, but you don't know who that person is yet. Right. But if they match that DNA... So, but they put it in the system. Uh-huh. So if somebody... So if this person gets caught doing something else... He's getting caught for the murder. It's going to come up It's going to come up in the system. Got it. Yep. In October of 2017, a man's DNA was uploaded to the index after he committed a minor crime. As luck would have it, this man's DNA was exact match of Lena Bruce's murder. Mm-hmm. After 25 years, James Witkowski, aged 45, was finally caught and found guilty of first-degree murder of Lena Bruce. He was one of the teenagers who hung out on the fire escape wow. of Lena's apartment. Yeah, he'd have been like 20. Yeah. Wow. He did not admit to, com- to committing the crime, but the jury found him guilty and sentenced him to life imprisonment in 2017. He requested parole again in 2021 but was denied and sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. Still wasn't clear to the police about what happened that night or that day because the, you know, he doesn't, he refuses to talk. Yeah. So this guy even knew who she was now and broke in the beer cans. I don't know how many beer cans it was. They couldn't find any saliva in either one of the beer cans or at least, you know, of somebody else, somebody else's DNA other than Lena Bruce's. Yeah. My mind goes to what if he is he was one of those teenagers, like you said, and what if they all went in there? 
yeah. to just be dumb and whatever. Yeah. And then he went too far. He went too probably. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that, or maybe well, they didn't find multiple sets of DNA. Right. So they might all went in there and been like, "Yeah, we're just being bad, rowdy kids, yeah. or whatever." And then he he took it too far because the idea that he that was there was beer there. Yeah. Tells me a comfort level, or yeah. so you was comfortable with somebody, some type to of be drinking or having fun yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with somebody. Yeah. That's why my brain went to maybe a, a friend went with him. One of the other teens maybe was like, "Oh, I think she left a window open. Let's yeah. go in there and just kind of like dump, you know, dumb teen bad kid shit. Let's yeah, just go. Yeah. Let's just go in there see if we can snag something. Yeah, you know. So the beer cans tell me there was a level of comfort for somebody that was there. Yeah, but then shit went really bad. Right. The police couldn't actually figure out if he was, you know, a stalker mm-hmm. or opportunistic killer. But they theorized that he might have stalked Lena to learn her routine, which is like... Terrifying. That's evil, man. And you just never know who's watching you. Never know. Watching her and, you know, figuring out what her daily routine is mm-hmm. and... When she'd be home. Right. Mm-hmm. And when to strike or wait. Yeah. Till he saw Lena, or he saw that when Lena, I mean, sorry, when Barbara went on vacation, left yeah, with a suitcase, mm. he went, okay, this is my, yeah, this is my chance to, to assault this young lady, yeah, and, and murder her, and you know, so twenty five year old, uh, after twenty five years, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. forty five year old James Witkowski, which is a crate, which is a name I didn't, yeah, I think it's Polish maybe, he's a black guy, so I don't know, he's black, yeah, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think it's like Wachowski. Is it the, Wachowski? I think, is it a Z in there? What is it, T-Z? No. What is it? W-I-T-K-O-W-S-K-I. Witkowski. It's literally Witkowski. Yeah. Not like a, no Z-K. No. Oh, Witkowski. Yeah, I don't know. The, and that's, he's black. Let me, let me double check. Yeah, from the article I seen, he was a black guy. He, looked, he was in handcuffs. I was like, well, I was like, huh? Yeah, I would have went Polish for sure. That's a, that's a brother. <laughs> that's, a that's, that's a brother for sure. Hey man, that's him. That's somebody. What's your name, James? Excuse me. Yeah, James Witkowski. Witkowski. Yeah, Jimmy right. Jimmy Witkowski. Yeah, no, that's somebody. Three off. That's a slave owner's name. That's the house that he came from. That's, that's a slave. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh that was the murder of Lena. Lena that's Bruce. fucking Rest sad, man. Um, now for her for this to happen when Barbara Eden left. Yeah. He was waiting for his chance for sure. I buy that. Yeah. I'm in on that of a stock, like a stalking type of situation or at least vigilant. Yeah. And seeing, yeah, yeah. oh, she left. Okay. Wasn't well, that mean she's home alone? Myself, yeah. 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 Oof. And I don't, and in a, in a bad neighborhood, in a, yeah. an apartment, I wouldn't expect the apartments to be highly secure with updated windows. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So probably not hard. It probably to, wasn't hard to, you know, to, yeah, for him to enter that apartment. Anybody living at home? Anybody living in an apartment? You live on the first floor. I saw this. Uh, um, I might have saw it on TikTok. Go go to like a local Home Depot, Lowe's type of place, and get you a wood beam cut, and drop that on that sliding door where it slides. It's well, a little so cheap so home security oh, system, yeah. so it can't slide. It's like it, it 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 jams it. Yeah. Well, some some apartments have the have the metal the pole. bar the yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some don't. Yeah, no. Mine doesn't, yeah, yeah. but I'm on the second floor. I don't know what the apartments in this unit, if you're on the first floor, maybe they do have that. Mm. But like mine doesn't have that. It just has a lock, which if you yank it hard enough, you probably could pop it. Yeah. But you also have to climb up to the second floor to get me. Or third, I'm on third floor. But um, why am I saying that? You already told people the door, does, the gate doesn't close to anything. <laughs> I'm like painting the picture of where I live. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, get you a bar and drop it down in there. That might go along with somebody might, when I asked the question earlier about what do you do to feel a little safer, that might yeah. be something that they, that people say they do, but that's a nice little, you know, thrifty security system type of thing. If you live on a first floor or if you have a house that has a, your house has a slide in door in the basement, right? And no, no, it's on just a, doors on the second floor. Yeah. Well, some houses have, I have like, a door in my basement though, but not a sliding door, not a sliding door. No. Okay. Yeah. Some houses have like a sliding door out to the backyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if it's a house. Same thing. If it doesn't have that bar, go get you a cut piece of wood that's the length of that half of the a window or yeah. door. Bam! Drop yeah. it right there. Or windows. The if, you a, if you have a basement. And windows, Same thing. You, Pull, can get, yeah. you can get that or you can buy like, they have like these bars you can put on the back of your windows. We have mm. my dad has them at his house. Yeah. It's just, you can never be too safe, you yeah. know? Like, it's just, it's the world we live in. Yeah. For me, I always lock my doors. I don't, you don't? I don't like the top lock. Nah. But I lock my doors. Sure. Don't say that. Why would you say that? <laughs> well, lock your doors in, man. You don't have to worry about anything. Lock your doors. Keep your doors locked. You got, you got people can see all in your house. I like, no, I uh, like open windows. I mean, I like an open uh, concept, man. I don't have any blinds in my house. Yes, That's but <laughs> look all in here on your business. Yeah, I'm walking around naked and stuff. You yeah, know, I, all in here. binoculars and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, That's if you're peeping Tom on me <laughs> and my hairy ass, you're a sicko. Like, there's better stuff for you to be binocularing. <laughs> And, and being a uh, a voyeur about yeah, don't be voyeuring me. I like natural light. I like natural that. lighting, man. I'm, I'm a natural lighting guy. Now, are some of the rooms really adjacent to like straight up public view? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of somebody them else's are. window they can look right. Through. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I might. <laughs> These guys do. Yeah, I might be in there. Okay. I made eye okay. contact with the person before walking down the street. Just look out there. I'm just like, oh, is it raining? I think you weird. Yeah, this fucking guy I'm just standing in his window <laughs> creepily. Yeah, I've been like I've been I've been uh I could be I could be accused of that. Yeah. You might just catch me standing up staring out the window at the wrong time. <laughs> and you're just walking your dog and we make eye contact. It's weird. It's, it's embarrassing. Weird. Yeah, we move on from it though. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh rest in peace to Lena Bruce. Lena Bruce and uh man, yeah, if you live in a rough neighborhood. But shout out to Joe Sullivan, man. I mean, I feel like a yeah, lot of not, people not that, giving up. At that age, you as it it being your girlfriend at college, you probably just like Sad, yeah, but like life goes on, yeah. I could yeah. see that they were young, yeah, you know, young, yeah, exactly. To be to say, I'm never, I'm not gonna give up, but I think that you know, that says a lot when this, when in the story you were saying they're alike. I mean, they she might have been one of those ones, probably. You only get yeah, a yeah. couple of those ones, yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen, I heard a really good, like, a uh, motivational type of speech where like a lot of people get in, lost in this concept of like, the, there's the this a person out there for you, but like, the the the, the thing that I heard was like. There are multiple people. There aren't a lot. Yeah. But there are there's more than one person that is like you you're just going to hit it off with them. You know, there's that. not like a a soulmate. There's multiple soulmates. Yeah. Basically was the the like the overall premise of yeah, the speech. Yeah. And it really spoke to me cuz you go, "Yeah, man, sometimes you just meet people and you might never date them or anything like that, but you just go, "I know this person. Like right. I've met them before. Yeah. Like we just get it, we click." And it might never turn in, into anything, but you just it's different than meeting a person on a blind date or going yeah. on a, a hinge date or something, you go, they were nice. You, you might meet somebody in life that nothing ever comes from. And you go, we were, there was a connection. Yeah, there. Like that was that. a special person. And yeah. there's multiple people like that. And that might not even mean romantically. It might just right. mean this is a person that's meant to be in my life. Yeah. It's a person I'm meant to know. And so I think that's a good concept to walk around with feeling that of like, you know, if you're ever feeling down or like you're not in a relationship or something like that, just keep in mind, like there's multi, it's not this, you're not trying to find this one person. Like it, the opportunities are out there in more than one way. There's friendships and all kinds of stuff to just meet a person that just gets you. Yeah. So yeah, just keep your head up, man. And I think that he was, I think that they were that. Yeah. And I so, cause I feel like if this was a, 
I did a story on here. I don't think I ever, I don't know if I told the details of this, but um, a girl named Deanna Green, I went to Deer Park Middle School in uh, Baltimore County, and she got electrocuted at Drew Hill Park. Yeah, I, I did that story. And I was friends with a kid who, he, they were dating. I mean, they were in, we were in seventh, eighth grade or something like that. But they dated each other, you know? And then one week you come to school and, like, your girlfriend died. Yeah. And people were consoling him and stuff, but, like, he was 13. Yeah. I don't know if that still affects him to this day. But, I mean, if, you know, if that happened to me when I was in high school or in my early 20s or something like that, it would affect me. Yeah, for you know, sure. For sure. So, I mean, we were young, but, I mean, that could have affected him. I don't know what they talked about or, you know, we were young, but still. You know? Yeah, the thing about as I get older, when I hear people say that, you know, we were young, or it's like that's still a part of you growing. It's still a part of your life, and it's still a part of you You're still a person. Up. You're still a person. You mm-hmm. just don't be like, it's, not like, a, it's not like that's a, a different, I mean, it is, uh-huh. I guess, Ideally, I mean, like, I guess you think and go like, okay, that is a different person you were, you were younger. But I mean, like, it's still you. It's still you. It's you still have the you. same, if, you, if you're an empathetic person yeah. or an emotional person or whatever. And the thing is, like, you look back and, uh, and you, you might go, oh, man, I was a kid. We, we, we thought we were so serious. But you, when you're in those relationships. Yeah. You are serious. You, are serious. you know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you might look back and go, yeah. we were talking about we holding hands and stuff. We thought we were really doing something. We went, yeah. went to uh, the movies together. On yeah, how I say you can say shit like that. But yeah. like in the, in, in the moment, yeah. No. I love her, mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm serious. I love her. I yeah. love her. I'm going to marry her one day, yeah. 15. You're dumb. Yeah. But you can't say that in that moment. So, you know, this kid I went to school with, he came to school one day and his girlfriend was dead. I can't tell it. Nobody would tell him, like, hey, man, you're 12. Like, she died. It's fine. You'll grow up. Like, no, man, that's fucking real. That's yeah. trauma and things that you have to, that could cause issues with you. You might have, like, abandonment issues or become a clingy person or really overly yeah. protective of people. And you never forget that. He exactly. Forget that. I, don't think, I don't think so. And who knows how it affects him? He might right. be like, oh, hey, call me when you get to where you need to, whoever yeah, his spouse is now. Yeah. You know, like, it just come out in different ways. Yeah. So this guy turned it into action. Yeah, I man. think that's dope. Shout out to him, man. Because who knows if he wouldn't have done that, if he wouldn't have hired that detective, maybe it would, the whole thing would have stalled. Yeah. He wouldn't have made that connection with the DN, with the database. But yeah, so... Um, I, yeah. Just, I, was, I thought that was dope, though. That was real that dope. Was, yeah, that was... To, that was... I don't know... Don't give up on your person. Like right, that. but I don't know if, like... If the, poli- if the police or the detectives before that was handling the case originally, mm-hmm. that wasn't an option? Maybe time, maybe maybe... Things got better. Yeah. Like technology. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe they just didn't think to do it. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, no comment. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's my turn to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, uh, my affirmative murder. I'm almost tempted to not tell you. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you. So my affirmative murder is the story of. Romano Campbell. Okay, you was tempted not tell me who who the person was. I was tempted because it's it it's, it goes around. That's it's what a, I like. It's a, it's a curvy one. That's what I like. So buckle in. Okay. So on an autumn day on October in October of 2011 in Pritchard, Alabama, 48 year old mother of seven, mm. Patricia Campbell, returned to her home uh, from running errands with her granddaughter, and when she opened the door to her home to get inside, she was hit with a wall of flames and smoke rushing out. So her house was on fire, but she couldn't see from the outside. Yeah. So she just went in casually. Oh, so she couldn't see it was on fire from the No, outside. no. She went in like, all right, oh, I'm going to get you a snack, grandbaby. Shit. And then she opened the door and the house is on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So Patricia took her grandchild to the front lawn, and after uh, calling emergency services, she began alerting her seven children that their childhood home was engulfed in flames. Mm. But as the children began arriving to be by their mother's side, Patricia noticed that only six of her seven children were present. Look, man, I'm dying, man. For what? That'd be it for me. For if what? I'm go- if if that happens, I mean, like if I'm in that situation, I gotta get my kid. I'm da- oh, I'm oh, oh, well, I'm let, let me let me clarify because I I agree, I yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. Her kids were adults. Okay. So she was okay. calling them All to right. say like, my, my house is on fire. Oh, okay. Like it, she lived alone. Okay. Right. So she did have her grandchildren. She had one of her grandchildren with her. The one that was with her when she got when they got back okay. from running errands. But no, none of her, all of her children are grown. Oh, okay. None of them were inside of the house. Right. The guy, the seventh child was missing for a different reason. Oh, okay. Just good. to clear that up. Woo. But I get about fully. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I get that fully. I saw a video of a guy that went back to get his dog out of the house. And I would, I would try to get Bella. I love Bella to death. Yeah. But will I die in that house to save her? At some point, I'm going to keep trying. If I see her, I'm going to get her. Yeah, if I see her, I'm gonna get her. I could take a couple burns. But if yeah, but if if I can't see her and she just has not come into me from me calling her, I'm not gonna go like up a flaming step flight yeah, of stairs yeah, or something yeah, like that. But if yeah. I see her in a corner, I'm gonna go get her. Yeah, for sure. I get but that. yeah, I, if she's not coming down, I, come on. I mean, hey, yeah, I, I came in. I came to get you. Come on now, you know the deal. Yeah, you know I'm calling meet me you. halfway. You know what, Siri? Yeah, meet me halfway. Yeah, Fergie sang that. Not Bella though. You know Bella got hip problems though. Yeah, oh, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. She's old. I know. I'll come get you, pup. I, I didn't mean it. Yeah, she's right here. I didn't mean it, pup. I'll come get you. <laughs> Don't say, yeah, yeah. You tugging my heartstrings. My bad. Now. Yeah, man. she can't get up like she used to. Oh, yeah, man. she's not gonna run like she used. To. <laughs> I'll come get you, pup. All right. Anyway, so her oldest son Romano was nowhere to be found, and even with her home becoming ash in front of her eyes, mm. Patricia was focused on where her child could be at a time like this because yeah. all of her other kids showed up. Yeah, you know. They I mean, they all street. showed up to kind of just be console her. Oh, okay. You know, like there was nothing. I, yeah, it's, it's Alabama. So it's yeah. like a small. Okay. It's mobile, which is, or mobile. I think uh, somebody said something. I don't really care. Mobile. Mo, one of them. Mobile is how it's spelled. So I'm going to say that. I, but I know, here's the thing. Sounds better. I know somebody said like, actually it's this, and I'm going to continue to say it how I say it in protest. <laughs> so it's mobile Alabama. So yeah. I think that's a big city, but they live in like a small, Pritchard is like a small county. Okay. So they might all live in Pritchard and like close to each other. I think it fits. Sounds a little country. Yeah, mobile. Yeah, mobile. Yeah, I bet that's how they say it. Even if you're saying that's not how you're supposed to say it. Mobile. I bet the accent probably makes you mobile. Yeah. I don't know. Don't care either. Anyway, uh, so um, she, even though her house was on fire, she couldn't focus because like her one of her kids wasn't there. And it, it, it's so unlike him because he's the um, oldest son. Mm, okay. And she had him when she was 16. So they had this Ooh. like bond. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't the oldest, why isn't the, like, the leader of my kids here yeah. when all the other ones have showed up? So she was not the only person who was concerned about her husband because on the other side of town, Romano's wife, Eugenia, was wondering the same thing because Eugenia had arrived home to their home where her and Romano lived together to find Romano's car outside with the trunk still open and the front door left wide open with the key still in the lock. These were two things that alarmed her enough not to enter the home and to instead call the police. Okay. So she pulls up to the house. The car is, his car is outside, but the trunk's open. Mm-hmm. And the door's wide open with keys. And I assume in this mm-hmm. scenario, she's calling him to yeah. be like, hey, did you leave this open? And yeah. he's no, nobody's answering. Okay. So you're like, I don't want to go in there. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to call the police. Yeah. When police arrived on the scene, Eugenia was waiting outside with her sister. And after a brief discussion with the officer, he entered the home with his gun drawn. He found a body on the floor in the living room behind a couch. Uh-oh. The man on the floor had been shot 16 times. Mm. Next to the body was a bag that contained an ID, 
which allowed the officer to confirm that the dead body in the home was, in fact, the body of Romano Campbell. Oh, wow. Yes. So now, again, small town, his wife's there, back to Patricia Campbell's house. Her house is on fire. And now, while in the middle of her house burning down in front of her, she gets hit with the news that her oldest son, Ray Ray, who was Romano Campbell, but that's his his family name. Her oldest son, Ray Ray, wasn't at her side because he was murdered. Her other six children had to hold her up to keep her from fainting as her home burned in the background. Eugenia, and she got the news while she's watching her house. While her house down. is burning down, wow. and she's wondering in the back of her mind, like, where, yeah. where is where is Ray Ray? Else showed up. Where is wow. Ray Ray? And in the middle of that, they started yelling, like, Mama, Ray Ray's dead. But did she call it? Did she do like a text? What year was this? Um, this was 2011. So she might have sent a text. Okay. Or it's a small town. It might have just got out. You know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. small kind of town. Like, a guy was murdered. That's like news. I'm talking town. about her house is burned down. Her kids show up. How right. Did, how does she get in touch with all of them for them to show up? Oh, a phone. Yeah, yeah, 2011. I, I yeah. mean, like, did she call them? Or is she, like, she called everybody. Because she, she couldn't reach him. Said, she said she called everybody. Okay. But she, yeah, she couldn't reach him. But I think that in her mind, I called all six of my kids. If I didn't, didn't get answer. them, if I didn't get them, they're all calling each other. Got you. Okay. You know, it's, okay, this, is the, this is the family yeah, yeah. news. Yeah, I got you. Know? So Romano's home quickly became swarmed with detectives looking to solve a chaotic mystery. And although Romano was shot 16 times, there were only three shell casings found at the scene. Damn. There was also virtually nothing taken from the home. TVs, video game systems, and other things of valuable were clearly visible uh, in the home when detectives were walking through it, combing the scene. Like, just, like if this is a robbery, they didn't take anything. Yeah. This, here's an Xbox. It yeah. just is still here. It's more like a hit or something like that. Yeah, some personal. Right, exactly. So a burglar wouldn't leave without valuables. And would want to get in and out of the house as quickly as possible so they wouldn't take the time to pick up shell casings. Even though they only left, they left three behind, there were 16. So they picked up some and just missed some. Mm-hmm. So a burglar wouldn't do that. They're trying to get in and out. Yeah. Also, 16 shots is a lot that's of a shots, lot of shot. right? So that's overkill. So detectives ruled out a robbery gone wrong and started pursuing the possibility of a vengeance motive. And because they came to that conclusion, logic told them, that they had to consider that the fire at Patricia Campbell's house could be connected Ooh. and that the entire Campbell family could be a target. Why do you think of that? Right? I mean, Damn. it's the same morning. Yeah. Right? So they go, if this, was, if this guy was targeted Shit. and his mom's house is on fire across town, we have to treat this like this could be connected. Yeah. That's scary. That's a, that's a detective doing his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to connect those dots. Sometimes, and sometimes you're wrong, but you got to put all the things on the board. Yeah. Don't get locked. Don't get married to one possibility. That's how you start falsifying evidence. Like, I know this is it. We got to make it stick. Yeah. Four hours after Romano's body was discovered, the first person in line to be questioned at the police station was his wife, Eugenia. And she wasn't exactly considered a suspect, but this was so she wasn't being interrogated. This was questioning. She was not in like in custody, but they were trying to rule her out as a suspect. Okay. They were asking questions to like to. alibi. Where yeah. were you? That kind of stuff. But they also were just kind of re- trying to round him out as a person. And who knows him better than his wife? Yeah. Like, if, does he have any enemies? Those kind of questions. So Eugenia explained to the detectives that after retiring from the military, Romano got a job on an oil rig, and it required him to be away from home for two weeks at a time. She told them that she and her four kids had slept at her sister's house the day before he got back, and that the two of them had spoke about 15 minutes before he got home from his uh, work trip in the middle of the night. Okay. So she, I'll get into why she was at her sister's house, but basically just to make sure it's clear to everybody, what she told the detectives was, I was staying at my sister's house and he was returning from his trip, but he got home late. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him about 15 minutes before he got home in the middle of the night. 
she she continues to say in the interview that she tried to call the house the next morning to talk to Ray Ray, which, you know, um, his name's Romano, but his family calls him Ray Ray. So she called. And he didn't pick up. She assumed it was because he was sleeping, but she didn't think it was a big deal because she was going to go to the house and later on in the afternoon anyway. So she's like, I'll see him when I go over to the house. Yeah. Our, and again, they're, it's they live there together, but she wasn't. She was sleep. She slept at her sister's house. Right. But she so what she told the police was, I called him. He didn't pick up. But I was like, whatever. I'll see him in the afternoon when I go back over there. Now, here we go. You talk about detectives doing their job. Detectives found it suspicious that this woman, whose husband was away from their home and their kids, four kids for two weeks, wouldn't want to see her husband sooner. She didn't even have her kids with her when the police officer arrived at the home that was soon to be a crime scene. Mm. So it was just her and her sister. It wasn't her and her sister and the kids yeah. were in the car. It was just her and her sister, and she was coming there to see her husband. She was coming home. Yeah, that's a bit odd. To see her husband after a two week work trip. Why wouldn't? Why were you? Why would you go there without your kids? Yeah, you know, you don't know. You you're coming home. You're not coming to visit him. You right. live there. So why aren't you just returning home with your kids? So the detectives thought that was strange, and she she noticed this. So she attempted to ease their suspicions by adding that their home had been burglarized a few weeks prior and that she didn't feel comfortable staying in the home with her kids if Romano wasn't home too. Okay. So she's like, so I go and stay with my sister when he's, when he's, he's out home. of town. Yeah. She also revealed a chilling detail that was left out of the burglary report to the police. So the burglary did happen. She okay. didn't make this up. The burglary happened and there's a report, but there was something that she left out who, that she then told them at this police station the day her husband was found murdered. She revealed that during the burglary... The only thing that was taken out of the home was Romano's gun. Okay. And the gun that shot Romano 16 times was the same type of gun that he, that he owned that was taken. It was his gun. It's the same type of gun. They the don't, they haven't connected okay. those dots yet, but okay. basically cause she go like, let's just say she goes, yeah, he had a Glock nine and they took it. And then they go, well, he was shot with a Glock nine. Oh, so okay. they can't say it was the same gun, but it was the same type of gun. And then you're connecting dots. You so go, the one that was stolen was, the one was, stolen was possibly the gun that killed him. So if that's the case, the burglar, the, the person who burgled the home came back, came back. Yeah. So after after confirming her alibi, Eugenia was let go after providing incredibly valuable information to the investigation. Like I just said, detectives believe that the burglar and the murderer were one in the same. So if they found one, they'd find the other. Patricia Campbell bravely presided over her own son's funeral a week after his murder. They have footage of this because I saw this on a show called... Um, it's like called deranged or something like that on ID. I watched it and uh, they had footage of the funeral service and she had on like the robe and she's standing on the stage and she gave a mean service. Like she, okay. she put on, she gave a hell of a word at her own son's funeral, mm-hmm. right? Emotional people crying and everything like that. But Patricia and her six children noticed that one person's eyes were oddly dry in the house. Eugenia, Romano's wife. Oh, they found it odd. But Eugenia informed the family that she didn't have any tear ducts in her eyes, and that's why she wasn't crying. That's like a because she literally couldn't. Yeah, like I just I don't have tear ducts, so I can't cry. Wow. So it's like, oh, is that real? I don't know, and I don't think so. But I guess I guess it's possible. That feels like that feels like a medical field. Be like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. you're just some people from Mobile, Alabama. (laughs) You're just living your Mobile, Alabama life, and somebody goes, I don't have ducts in my eyes for them. I can't cry. You, You just go. You spec. You still have. You still are like skeptical, sure, but like yeah. you go. Okay, I guess that's an ex- that's a that's an excuse. I yeah. guess I can't verify it. I'm exactly, not. A, I'm not yeah. a doc. I'm not a learned doctor. Yeah. So you just go. All right. I guess so. I mean, it's your husband's funeral, but if you don't have ducks in your eye, I guess you can't cry. But they also just noticed her body language, which she didn't seem 
genuinely emotional. So okay. tears set aside, nothing. It wasn't like, all right, well, you're not crying, but she's rolling around on the floor. So it's like, no, no, no. Your body language was nothing about, nothing about it seemed like you were at your husband's funeral with your four children. You know, it didn't feel like any emotion was there. So what if she not was over, tears. what if she was overdoing it? What if she was like, oh, well, I think, I think floor, either right? one would be a, I don't know. I think obviously something is overdoing it. And as two people who have been to black funerals, black church in general, yeah. we've seen some people where we go, all right, you know, you're not, if it's not your mom yeah. or a, if you're like, oh, we went to high school together yeah, and you're a, oh, oh don't take me. If you're yeah. like that, I'm like, okay, somebody did that at my great grandmother's funeral. And me and my mom laughed at that person and we're like rolling our eyes because we were like, she didn't even like you like that. Yeah. Like when you know that, when you know like, you know damn well that that person in that box did not fuck with you like yeah, that. Put on the show. For you to be putting on the show. But some people just go to funerals to carry, you know, just show out, you know. So, but what I will say, if me as a funeral attendee, if, the, if, the, if, if they go, that's his wife, I would not, going overboard, I would not um, think it was like anything weird. If they go, that's his wife. I don't think I'd be like, all right, she's kind of doing a lot. I think I, in the moment, I would give her the grace to be like, oh, she's going through a lot. And then she starts doing backflips and shit. Obviously, I'm like, ah, okay, I don't speak in yeah, tongues yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But emotions hot, running high, I would be like, that's, that's fucking sad. Okay. So I, I don't know if there's a too much okay. when you're the wife at the funeral. That. But there's a too little for sure. And the whole family saw it. His mom, his six siblings, they all were like, you don't seem like you give a shit. So I think in that situation, that's way worse. That's one of those things where you talk about at, at the, uh, what is it called? At, at the, the wake. At the, you no, definitely, not the wake. The, like the, the repass? The repass. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely like, I mean, did you see uh, yeah, yeah, Eugenia? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. she kind of, I saw her laughing at yeah. one point. You know, people muttering and stuff. So that's literally what happened. Yeah, black people don't miss nothing. No, no, they no. Miss everything. They're like, all right, okay. Oh, that's an interesting outfit to wear. Oh, man. I <laughs> I don't really like funerals, but I do enjoy the camaraderie of a repass and 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 awake and laughing and the thing that the things the emotions that come from those that are like positive. We yeah. start telling funny stories and that kind of stuff. So it is a unifying experience. But you're gonna people are gonna be talking some shit about you. Yeah, you show up in the wrong thing. You show up with like a girlfriend that nobody like you brought her to this. Yeah, this wasn't the time to reveal this person. Okay, see you see such and such with his little girlfriend. Oh man. Oh yeah. It gets it gets it gets saucy. So, but like I said, Eugenia calmed everybody down by letting them know. I just hey guys, my eyes don't work in that way. Okay. My eyes, the ducks aren't there. So here we go, buckling for this friend. So this wasn't the first time that the Campbell family had suspicions about the motives of Eugenia. Thirteen years earlier, when Romano and Eugenia met in high school, she was sixteen and he was eighteen. Eugenia told Romano that she was pregnant. So they had been seeing each other for a few weeks and he brought her home to his mom because he couldn't officially ask her to go steady until his mom approved. Yeah. Because again, he, she had him when she was 16. That's the homie. That's the big homie. Right. You know? It's the first boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I got to, who is this girl? So um, Patricia was like, I met her. She seemed fine. She was quiet, whatever. And then a couple weeks after that, after meeting his family, um, she told him that she was pregnant and she, um, she wanted to get an abortion. Right. So he comes to his mom and is like, his mom's like, I think he asked his mom to borrow some money. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you have a job. Like, why don't you have any money? She's like, he's like, I gave, I gave Eugenia my money because she's pregnant. She says she wants to get an abortion. She doesn't want to have it. 
Now she, Patricia, as a church-going woman who doesn't believe in abortion, yeah. was like, let me go talk to her mother to kind of figure this out. I guess try to <laughs> try to convince this girl's mother, like, let's have the kid, yeah. which is a crazy comment. That's crazy. Like, she's 16, and you're coming over here to be like, my kid got your kid pregnant. And I think she should keep it because of God. Well, you, well, we already know what side she's on, though. They forbid abortions. You know I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, we so know. she has to go do it. But yeah. to go over there and go try to convince this girl's mom. I don't think that's, that's not shocking or anything like that. Fair, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. But anyway, she went over there to go do that. And Eugenia's mother informed Patricia that she was absolutely not pregnant. But Eugenia would walk around school with a little with a little pillow in her shirt no, and pre- like no. really put on the whole thing like I'm a little bit pregnant. That's crazy. I'm early weeks pregnant or whatever. Wow. There were people that like confirmed this that that knew her. Like it's like yeah, she had a fake pillow in her stomach and she was going around telling people that she a was fake pregnant. Fake pillow. Mm-hmm. What kind of pillow? Do you- I don't know, like a small, maybe like a small like a like a couch pillow, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So she had a little pillow in her in her shirt and she would walk around school and she would tell people that she was pregnant. Wow. And she did all this to trick Romano out of a couple hundred dollars. I knew a girl when I was 18. This was like her MO. She, cause she was a scam. She was scamiana, bro. She was, but she would tell dudes, she would hook up with dudes and tell them that she got pregnant. And then they would pay her for the abortion. And then she would just tell them she got an abortion. Cleaning up. Keep the money. Mm -hmm. Buying coach bags and stuff. She was bagged up. Interesting, interesting girl. But wow. so she did. So she did that. But they were dating. Yeah. So it really was like this real petty. Like, I would have took you to dinner or whatever it is that you wanted to do with them. Yeah. Like, why did you? Why did you trick? That's so weird. Yeah. Like, why did you trick me out of right. money? I would have just bought you whatever. I would have just bought you whatever you wanted me to get. Whatever you wanted to get. I'm your boyfriend. It's evil man. That it's 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 beyond evil. It's like it's like it's psychotic. It definitely is. Because it's like you thought about this. We dated. I introduced you to my mom. What do you want? I would have bought it for you. I gave you the money. If you would have gone, I really saw these like these uh, Bengal earrings with my name in them. I really I got you. I buy it. You know you want to impress your girls early, young and stuff. Yeah. You got a couple dollars. I'll buy it for you. So the idea that she tricked him out of it almost is like, I tricked you because I, I, I like tricking people. That's what it feels like. It's I'm like using I'm a, uh, an, uh, um, a kleptomaniac. It feels like that. Like I just like to steal. I just like the thrill of stealing. Like, yeah. that's what it feels like. Well, why would you trick me? I'm like, we're dating. I introduced you to my, my family. You trick me? That's about as red as of a flag that y- you can get. Yeah. Like, that is like, you can't get a redder flag than that. She's a scammer? And she scammed you? After meeting your mom and looking her in the eye and being like, it's nice to meet you. So Thank this you. is all before it even got to him. This is years before. They're teenagers. Wow. We're, we're, we're a decade early. So much time. So much stuff to fill in. But anyway. You must have so, enough to them. Yeah, but you never, if you're like, let's say you're his baby sister and you find out that this girl that your brother's dating did this, you'd be like, fuck her forever. Yeah. Dump her and I don't trust her ever again. Yeah. Keep in mind, the story ends in they got married. They didn't forget that this happened. Yeah. So that's why I feel like this is important. Like, you like, like, you married the girl that scammed Family you in definitely high did support that marriage. No, oh no, and I'll get into that. So anyway, so uh, Patricia demanded that he stay away from Eugenia. And this is the big homie. 16, first kid. She's like, hey. And he was, and he was like a, a shining star. Like he was like a, a got good grades. He was like a handsome kid. And his mom was like, stay on track. Don't let this girl distract you. Stay away from her. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you again. It was one of those, she she gave him one of those talks. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you again. So he obliged, and he ended up joining the military after he graduated from high school because he had, he wanted to travel. He wanted yeah. to travel the world, and he felt like it was a good opportunity to do that, which I think is dope. So four years later, Romano returned to Alabama from Germany with news. 
he and Eugenia had eloped. And the way that his mom, Patricia, found out is how small the town is, I can tell you. It was in the newspaper. Huh? So she opened up the newspaper, and it was like, local resident Romano marries other local resident Eugenia. And so she called him and was like, hey, you got something to tell me? They don't got nothing to talk about mobile? Or I, whatever guess not, like I, I guess not. And Pritchard, Alabama? No, I guess. It's, hey, slow town. Not a lot going on. So this is 2002. Oh, speaking of newspaper, you know my grandma finds out when people die from the newspaper? Like the obituary? I think they put in like, in like I don't know how they do it in the newspaper. But like, like the, the city? But like who? Like people she knows or just people? people she know. They'll be in there? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah, you find, um, another one of my friends died Yeah, in the newspaper. Regina. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, she was nice. She was 98. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, hey. I told you, man. 70, 77. 77. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, my guy. That's I'm, I'm getting I'm getting the fuck out of I'm going to start doing all kind of crazy stuff. Coke every day. Uh, I'm going to stuff. Whatever they use to put Michael Jackson to sleep, I want that every night. Put it in me before I go to sleep. Put me out. I don't want to dream or anything. I just want to go. You'd be gone before, way before 77. <laughs> Heart attack. <laughs> be a fun ride, though. Be a fun ride. Probably would. Yeah, 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 for sure. But no, anyway, so uh, this is interesting. Once, once everybody, once the whole family found out that they had eloped, mm-hmm. uh, Eugenia's family approached Patricia or Romano's family to be like, hey, you know, I'm glad that you guys found each other and I hope, I'm glad they got married and, you know, that's great and everything like that. But if I was him, I would run for the hills. Absolutely. They were like, this is her family saying this. Her mom. Her, her, I think Whatever. it was like her sisters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But they were like, she's a habitual liar. She is. Red flag. She, yeah. The, the family saying, hey, you can do better. You want to talk about how much less could your family support you than to be like, hey, this is not a good uh, decision for you to make. You should go find somebody that's not uh, crazy. A liar. Yeah, yeah. a liar. And dang- she's dangerous. Yeah. And her family said that about her. Fast forward nine years and Romano is dead in his own living room. Mm. So back to the investigation, friend. Authorities were able to determine that the fire was an accident and not connected to the murder. Okay. Unfortunately, progress on the murder itself was stalled. Romano's case was going cold, but his family refused to accept that and kept pressing their suspicions of Eugenia. So they kept saying, like, hey, their family, when they got married, her, their family, her family said this. She lied about being pregnant. She's a liar, right? So just she. But do they have kids at all? Who? They have uh, four kids. They have four Eugenia kids. Eugenia and, 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 uh, and Romano. Yeah. They have four kids. Okay. Yes, they have four kids together. And they all is. They are all Supposed to be his kids. Okay. They're, su- they're all supposed to be his kids. All right. So some time had passed, like, like a, year, a year plus. Okay. Some time had passed, and all of a sudden, detectives got an unsuspected breakthrough in the case. A jail inmate contacted the authorities claiming to have information regarding the case. It was one of Eugenia's ex-boyfriends. Oh, shit. Which is interesting because they had been married since 2002. It's 2011. Yeah. So I don't, you know. Ex-boyfriend. Right? So here's the thing. According to you, according to him, Eugenia once asked him if he would kill Romano. So my question Bird for hire type of situation. Exactly. The hitman. But it's like, well, when is he your ex from? Because were you dating him while you were married? And and you asked that person to kill somebody. So, yeah, you're a prime suspect. Boom. Yeah. Infidelity and you and murder for hire. So this phone call, the revelation of this phone call brought the focus back on Eugenia. The authorities also learned that she had been having an affair with a man named Alexander Williams and moved to Mississippi with him and her children. Yeah, I, I was about to say an ex, an ex 
after nine years of marriage, don't th- that doesn't exist. Right, that that's what I'm saying. It. Like you're still calling yourself yeah. an ex, and you got married when you were like 22. Right. So when and you were dating him, so I guess he she could have dated him while while Romano was in, in in the military. Yeah. But even still, that was a decade plus ago. So that's I'm. You, no ex could call me to ask me to kill somebody, but definitely not an ex from when I was 17 years yeah. old. I'd be like, what? Who is this? Oh, yeah. I mean, we dated for like six months. <laughs> I'm married. Like, what are you talking? I wouldn't kill somebody for my wife. Like, what are you? Get off my phone. Like, are you crazy? And so she moved to Mississippi with her four kids that she had with Romano. And the two of them, her and Alexander Williams, had a child together in the time since the murder. So the two years. This chick. So she, yeah, so she, yeah. Is that one of the four, though? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They had four kids, and oh. then she had a new kid with Alexander Williams. I'm waiting for her to be like, and, they know and they're all, yeah, they're all Alexanders. Yeah. yeah. They could be, though. I yeah. don't know. I don't have the answer to that, but I wouldn't be surprised she was cheating on him. Right. And she wanted to kill him. So there's, you know, there's that. So, however, the two of them had a falling out, leading to Alexander moving in with two other roommates, who later went to the police with another revelation. They said that Alexander confessed to them to killing Romano and even adding that he emptied the clip on him. Now, if this isn't public information, which I don't know, it's been a couple of years that information could have got out, but still, he emptied the clip and he was shot 16 times. That sounds like a pretty confident uh, confession. Yeah. So more than two years after the murder, Alexander Williams, who was 27 at the time, was arrested. He quickly confessed to the plot, saying that Eugenia was also involved. In fact, once she knew Romano was coming home, cold-blooded, she dropped Alexander off at the resident that she at the residence that she shared with her husband. Mm. So he can wait. So that he'd be there lying in wait. So she gave him the key to get in. Alexander immediately shot Romano as he stood in the living room reading the mail. Wow. So he just got home from his trip, you know, looking at the bills. You know, you look Shit. at him, throw him on the table, bill, bill, yeah. Christmas card, whatever. Shot in that moment. Just got home, tired from a work trip, murdered. In his home. And that was 16 a, times. Make sure he's dead type of situation. Yes. Because the authorities believe that the plot that they uh, had to kill Romano was for a $200,000 life insurance policy to which Eugenia was the beneficiary. That's it? You, they live in Mobile, Alabama. All right, I'm sorry. They live in fucking Fitz. I don't even now, know. No, I'm not saying. Pritchard, Alabama. Let me preface this by saying I don't think. You killing somebody for there's any no, amount? No, of, there's no money. <laughs> any but two hundred thousand dollars doesn't it doesn't make you go? Ah, oh, damn, that's a lot. I yeah, mean, that's life changing. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make. That's not one always like I'm gonna sleep on it and let you know in the morning. Exactly. Like in a hypothetical world what? where where somebody goes, would you kill this person that you love for X? There's a bunch of numbers that I go, <laughs> no, yeah, fuck no. But if they go a million, kafillion, trillion, you might go. Oh damn, that's yeah, a lot of, it's a lot but of money. It's still no, obviously. Yeah, the right. answer's still no. But, but you st- you still think about it. You, you go, still go, damn, damn, that's a lot of money. It's generations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one family member or hundreds of family members. Yeah. Like if I turn this money down, I'm affecting my whole family tree. Yeah. But two hundred thousand dollars I go, Yeah, get no. the fuck out yeah, of my yeah, house. You, yeah, are you crazy? What? Yeah. You want me to kill somebody and, and then what, what do I get? I split it? Yeah. Or no, as a matter of fact, it's like I'm the beneficiary, so I'll give you ten grand. But here's the thing, Alexander Williams. Oh, you know, Alexander Williams. He's a man. He's like, well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna knock her up. That's my money. I know how this guy thinks. But he gets he gets the whole 200k. And who knows? Does he? If he thinks that's his girl and he controls the finances, if he's the man, alpha male, yeah. But based on her, based on her whole mo. Oh yeah. Well, 
No, listen, here's the thing about crazy. Here's the thing about crazy women. If they're good enough at it, you don't know they're crazy till it's too late. So she probably just, is like he's abusive. Uh, right. You know, but we, but abusive. I'm talking about, but we know who she is. Yes. Do we? No, do we, yeah, I don't believe. No, 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 no. She's Scamiana. She's like, I got you to do this. And, yeah. they, and they got in a fight and he had moved out. Yeah. So she, the fight probably was like, I'll give you some of the money, but the money's oh, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, for sure. Bitch, I killed a guy. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, the, the money's in my name. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you want to do, do about that? The money's in my account. So, would you like an Invicta watch? <laughs> That's crazy. They're on sale at Macy's right now. I can get you one for $99. Uh, life insurance policy. Life insurance policy, bro. $200,000 is, not, is nothing. No. To uh, do a murder the father of your children? Damn. So it's Husband. Four, your, yeah, that too. <laughs> you guys made a commitment before God. And then now your four kids don't have a dad and for 200000 200, That you don't have. Didn't even think of that. Just heard $200,000. I don't even, th- I don't even, just, I go like, these people really think this is going to work. They really just like, like, yeah, just kill them real quick. Get the money. The perfect plan. Yep. And this wasn't. He broke in and shot a guy 16 times. It was, it's not it like was the, sloppy. It was very sloppy. And he forgot to, he didn't pick up all the damn. Left three, three, left three shell cases behind. And the gun you used probably it's was this. his gun. Yeah. It definitely was his gun. It, def- it definitely was his gun. <laughs> I just never got full, like, full confirmation. I didn't see 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, didn't, they never come, came back yeah. to it. But definitely was it probably, it definitely was She stole gun. it. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, no. She has somebody I, to yeah, yeah, it yeah. They also believed that Eugenia had staged the burglary that occurred the few days prior to where the gun was stolen. So, did she ever confess to it? No. But they are confident that she, that Alexander was the one who went in there and he took the gun and then used the gun to shoot Ray Ray. Yeah. So, okay. that is what is believed confidently to be the scenario. I would love to, I would love to have been in the interrogation room when, because we talked about this, I think might have been talked talk about this last week. Mm-hmm. When they questioned her, yeah, did the robbery incident come up, or was it, or did it, you know, they organically did it like they questioned, did it, like they work around it, and then that came up. No, but based on how I read it, and they also the show I watched, the detective spoke, and they said that she kind of added that in after they were kind of skeptical about oh, why okay. she wasn't in All a right. rush to get home, and okay. then she goes, "Oh well, I forgot there was a burglary." Mm-hmm. And so I'm scared to be home, but I don't think she wanted to reveal that yeah. because the gun was taken. So even though she called the police and reported a burglary, yeah. I don't think she wanted to bring it back up, but she had to because she could tell that they were kind of- They wanted her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so sure. she gave yeah, him yeah. something she didn't want to give him yeah. to get them off of this. Yeah. But then you're going to come back around to the- The gun's going to come back up when you say what kind of gun it is, and it matches the kind of gun that killed him. Yeah. So she didn't want to say it. But she ended up saying it to get them off of one thing, but it put them on something. Up. And it comes back around to yeah. the thing that you got them off of anyway. Yeah. It all comes back around. Yeah. Because they got to keep, they got, that, that puzzle piece, you just moved it over here for a little bit. Yeah. But they got to come back and grab the puzzle piece once they figure out something else. That's what happens when you lie. And you got to make up a whole bunch more lies. Exactly. So, after Alexander's arrest and confession, Eugenia was taken into custody as well. Good. She was, uh, she, while she admitted to the plot, she shifted the blame to Alexander, claiming that he got possessive and threatened to kill Romano out of jealousy of her husband. So okay. odd. And then you got to know how to play your role. You are side piece. You don't get jealous of the husband. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, in the end, both pleaded guilty to the murder and were sentenced to life in prison in November of 2016. Good. Eugenia Campbell remains incarcerated at the Alabama Therapeutic Educational Facility in Shelby County, while Alexander Williams is serving his sentence at Elmore Correctional Facility in Elmore County, Alabama. 
Both will be eligible for parole in 2029. Man, I mean, she must have been putting it on. Yeah, man. Or to get somebody to, to murder somebody. To murder somebody? But maybe she wasn't, though, because she called somebody else, and he hung up the phone swiftly. And then called from prison. Well, because he's not an idiot. <laughs> That's stupid. Fair. Fair point. Yeah, I think it's more so that than, like, putting it on. This guy, yeah. Alexander Williams, was dumb, and $200,000 sending, like, enough money to, for him to kill somebody. And the last, the other guy that called and broke the whole thing wide open from, from prison, keep in mind. Yeah. He called from prison to say, hey, that guy's wife who got shot, uh, that guy who got shot a bunch of times, his wife, I dated her, and she asked me to kill him. So that means he said no, and he said no because she probably lowballed him. It was like I'm gonna get fifty thousand dollars of life. He's like, so he thought about it. No, not fifty. He said no. He's in jail. He was like, mm. yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He he thought about it, but the, he definitely okay. He definitely didn't say no. Uh, uh, irate. Right. He wasn't irate about. It. He was yeah, like, he just hang up. No, nah, that's kind of. Oh, I would. That's a nice lick, but no, nah, I can't do that. Uh, and she's like, all right, somebody else. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, she asked Alexander Williams. He didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah I didn't. He didn't say. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I instead I went and yeah. robbed a bank, and that's why I'm in prison. Mm. I thought that'd be an easier thing than killing somebody. Two hundred thousand dollars, man. Two hundred thousand dollars. That's how much a worth a life is worth to some people. I saw an interview with Fifty Cent. He was joking. It was like one of those morning radio shows yeah, where they yeah. ring a bell or whatever, and he's like, 50 Cent, man, if you ever, you know, because I know you're getting a lot of conflicts, people coming to you on the streets. I tell you like this: if you hit me, I'm going down. Oh, I remember that. And then I'm gonna get yeah, my yeah. friend to hit me and say you did that too. I'm gonna. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. He's like, well, that's cool because there's some dudes that from my neighborhood. Yep. You know, I could get you killed for three thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's like, damn. Well, way to ruin the game. Like, you know, so the money I would take paying lawyers and paying you whatever, I'll go give it to him and kill you. Yeah, and then don't I don't. Then I have to go to court. It's the streets don't. I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, Jesus, just a wacky little scenario. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, I'm like, play that shit. me and you are up here. I'm like, hey man, would you suck a dick to save your family? You're like, no. Like to be like for you to go, I got some guys who are threatening to kill my family. I know some guys say them by their name. You say them their names. Yeah. This guy, that guy, and that guy. I give them four grand. That guy's dead. I go, all right, man. This is a hypothetical fun <laughs> game. Why'd you get serious like that? That it got. It, I was like, that's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> like to say that you could pay somebody three and you're fifty cent. Yeah. So you'd have three thousand. <laughs> I'll pay ten of you three thousand dollars. Whoever comes <laughs> yeah. first, whoever comes with this guy's head first, yeah. gets, gets gets double. Three thousand dollars in his neighborhood. He goes, I I can get somebody killed for three grand. Life-changing money. Wow. Life-changing money? Yeah. Drake said somebody would kill somebody for a Louis belt. So that's even colder. A piece of clothing? You're a dangerous person. You would kill for You just would kill. Yeah, you just like to kill. (laughs) Like, yeah, give me a fucking, some look, give me a uh, (laughs) little, for a a piece of clothes, man. Yeah, man. You just was like, I guess. Yeah, give me a polo shirt. (laughs) What? You come with a whole like you got a whole like a business plan like yeah. okay so I'm gonna get the life insurance policy like nah just um some some <laughs> some, some true religion jeans yeah, that's it what I'll do it I want to do it anyway yeah, just, you can, if you gonna give me I'll some, just do I'll it take. but I mean, you you want to take me to dinner I, I, how about after after I do you uh, take me to dinner while I still got the blood yeah. on my clothes yeah take me take me get some bang bang shrimp we can eat in the car you, you know, could somebody for a big mag is great. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking sick world, man. Somebody might have killed somebody for a Big Mac. Pick well, up. people killed somebody because the fries was cold. So, I mean, like... A guy got stabbed over the Popeye's chicken sandwich, bro. That's crazy, man. I mean, I know it was, it was the altercation of, like, line cutting, but, like, who is a line, man, yeah. for a sandwich? For a sandwich. Of man. the chicken variety. Don't even get me started on that again. Rest in peace, Romano Campbell. Prayers to the Campbell family. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get into the good vibes. Uh-huh. 
Yes, folks, that's right. It's time for some good vibes in your life. We're here to pick you guys up and just really take you out into the world, ready to make a change. Maybe create some good vibes for yourself. Maybe you end up in an article. You know what would be a good a, a dream full circle moment for me, Fran, is if somebody that listens to this podcast ends up a good vibe story for us. Like, But like legit, not you telling us, hey, uh, you know, I got approved for my loan to buy a house. Yeah. I mean, like you're in a news article, like you saved somebody's life. Yeah. That would be wild. And they, could, they pop up like, oh, this was me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. Maybe you. if you guys want to, you guys could. I did this. I, I saved a kid. I saved a pig from drowning. Yeah. You know, so I think that would be cool. But anyway, we're here to inspire you guys to maybe go out and try to seek those kind of things in the world. Fran, which one of us is going to, you know, um, drop the vibes on people first? You can go first. Okay, cool. No problem. So uh, my good vibe story is about a crew of street veterinarians who treat the pets of L.A.'s homelessness residents of Skid Row. Which, um, you know, which is really awesome because um, there's a lot of homeless dogs out there, you know. Uh, Bob Hope used to say all the time, you know, hey, man, make sure you, you know, spay and neuter your dogs. You know, like that, that was like his whole thing. Was that Bob Hope? Who's the guy that did uh, The Price is Right? Bob Barker. Price Bob, is Bar- right. Bob Barker. Not Bob Hope. Bob Barker. Bob Hope might have did the same thing. But every episode of Price is Right, Bob Barker would be like, hey, spay and neuter your pets. Because, you know. If you can't take care of them They're gonna be out in the street And stuff yeah, yeah. So homeless people Homeless animals And sometimes they link up And sometimes you see A homeless person with a dog And yeah. I think it's sweet But yeah, I'll tell you what It makes me want to give that person Some money Because I, I appreciate that They would get they Like a homeless person They got nothing else in the world they, They'll give that dog Their last piece of food Before, before they'll uh, Let that dog be hungry Yeah I, It's like a, a bond You know yeah. They're in the struggle together So It was a tactic I don't mean to go down that path Alright well I wasn't gonna I, <laughs> Good vibes, man. I wasn't gonna. Sometimes you see, like, you see a little fluffy dog. You're like, all right, yeah. here, man, go get him some dog food. Yeah, get a little, put a little extra fiber in the in the yeah. handshake. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, I wasn't gonna go there, but anyway. So <laughs> this is about good people who are helping homeless dogs. Okay. So there aren't many willing to volunteer to go out and spend the day on Skid Row, and even fewer people are uh, have the goal of giving away free stuff. But Doctor Doctor Quain Quane, maybe Doctor Quane Stewart, also known as the Street Vet. Is nearly famous because of it. Kwane or Quain is K W A N E, so I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. I definitely am because I'm saying two names. So one of them's wrong, or both of them are. I don't know. Uh, Quain or Kwane runs the 501c3 nonprofit project Street Vet that takes donations and, volunte- and volunteers out to the street and to homeless encampments to provide free medical care for their pets. And last year they were able to help nearly 600 animals receive medical care. It's estimated that 10 to 25% of the homeless population population of America own pets. That's an interesting stat. For companionship and occasionally for security. Didn't think of that. A guard dog. It goes without saying that many don't have the means to take proper care of these animals, whom they often love more than anything else in the world. In 1997, Stewart was buried in student debt loan in student loan debt when he graduated from the University of Colorado. Uh before bouncing from one miserable rescue shelter to the next and out of frustration for his career choice, he just started spending a few hours a day providing free medical care to pets of the homeless in L.A. So he just was like, I'm kind of fed up with the, the, the job of being a veterinarian as far as the politics are concerned, but I like helping animals. Yeah. So we use his free time to just kind of help animals. And I think that that's really cool. This went on for seven years until he had an encounter with the show with with showbiz that spawned Dr. Quane, the street vet. He got a show, a one season Canadian TV show that attracted pet production firms or that attracted pet product firms, volunteers and and 
philanthropist to his mission. So he kind of got the infrastructure around him when people saw what he was trying to do. Yeah. So one season of television. One season because it was like, would it do good? I guess it didn't do well. A Canadian show about helping animals. Like, uh, maybe people don't want to see, you know, scruffy dogs looking all sad. But people want to see people slap the shit out of each other. Hey, that's what I, hey, I don't know, man. We live in a twisted world. Yeah. Somebody will cut that off, that fucking sad ass Sarah McLaughlin music. Like, in the arms. A dog that doesn't have an eye. They'll cut that off and watch a dude get smacked into a tomato. And people would rather watch that than a, a guy help dogs. Yeah, man. Anyway, so, so he got a first, he got one season of a television show, but it turned into a career of helping animals and being a nonprofit. In 2020, he and his brother Ian started his nonprofit that provides free exams, vaccines, flea medication, supplies, and information to people experiencing homelessness on how to raise their animals with their limited means they possess. Charity organizations partner with animal clinics and project street vet street vet to open pop-up clinics where the homeless can bring their pets for even more sophisticated medical care as well as procedures like spaying and neutering because you know the dogs out there you know you don't got you're a homeless dog guess what fucking is free when you're bored when you're hungry when you're cold you can always have sex and i think animals feel the same way so you're making little animal babies and that, that's not cool. So spay and neuter your pets. Project Street Vet also assists qualified pet parents with their pets' veterinary care uh, through financial assistance grants, which is great. So free health care for dogs. It's hard to get free health care for people, though. So that's weird. Anyway, their website produced a 2021 year in review, which uh, they described as being very generous. Their 2022 report. Their 2022 report for activities in Atlanta, San Diego, Los Angeles, and Webster, Florida, report report that Project Street Vet saw and helped nearly 600 pets, as well as nearly 150 people receiving financial assistance. So, you know, even if they couldn't, if they didn't directly help, they helped somebody take care of the situation. Uh, they rely ent- entirely on charitable contributions, and anyone who wants to donate time or money can do so. At uh, projectstreetvet.org That's projectstreetvet.org So if you have any money You'd like to make a donation Um, Sometimes people, you know Tell us they have a couple extra dollars They want to send our way I go, hey, no I usually say Innocence Project But today, I'm saying, hey Go and, you know, send $5 to Project Street Vet You know, help an animal Help a dog that's struggling Get some kibbles and bits Fran, it's on you My good vibe is about This 101-year-old woman 101 Yes. Says that the secret to keeping herself young and healthy includes daily ballet moves on the bar. Is it, is it bar or is it bar? I guess it's, I guess it's bar. I guess I'm saying it I right. think the bar, like it's where you kick bar. your leg up. Yeah, I know what it is. But oh, I'm like, but is like, it like it's, it's French? It's, it's spelled B-A-R-R-E. I think it's still said. That's just pretentious. Okay. I think it's still bar. All right. I think it's just pretentious shit. So Dinky Flowers. That's her name? Yes. Dinky Flowers is one of the, one of the oldest women in UK and is eager to offer her tips for longevity. Keep it real with you, friend. That's a really dumb name. Dumb name? Dinky? It's like a Looney Tune. Anyway, she made it to 101. What do I know? Come on, Dinky. I couldn't live without dancing, and I think it's what kept me young and happy. It sounds hard, but it's never too late to start, said the former professional dancer. Mm. Once you know what you're doing and being taught by a teacher, you'd love it. She stated dancing at the age of three. She started dancing at the age of three. Uh Uh-huh. That means she'd be dancing 90, what, 98 years old? 98 yeah, years? 98 years. Shit. People don't even live that long. She's been dancing. Right, she's been dancing longer oh. than a lot of people live. Crazy. And still teaches lessons at her dance school called Dinky Flowers Stage School to this day. She's teaches? 
she teach, she teach dance, you know? She said, I just love dancing. I've always have and I always will. I advise anyone and everyone to start dancing to keep your body and mind young. I bet you shout she can't do the renegade. Shout out to shout out to uh Dinky. Shout out to Dinky. 101, man. 101, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be up there. Stay Not 101, but 100. I'm trying to end that end that at 100. You wanna get you wanna get to three digits? Yeah. Salute, man. I say it again. I say it every time. I want to die in the blaze of glory, and I want to be turned into a tree. And I expect you to honor those wishes. So I appreciate you. Hold me down. Thanks. Um, whoever I'm with, whoever kids, whatever, if they want to put me in a box and what all that shit, tell them. Alvin said he wanted to be a tree. He put it in writing. I gave I gave you a letter. I'm, I'm gonna make sure I give you a letter at some point. And like, don't open this till I die. <laughs> and it'll tell you all the instructions I want. Faye, okay, first thing, put my phone in the microwave. You know, because I don't, you know, Phone in the microwave. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I, I did a tasteful nude spread a couple years ago, some tasteful nudes, and I don't never want those to see the light of day. I don't. Did you? Like, yeah, you know, I don't send them because I don't send dick pics, but okay. they aren't dick pics. It's like me like pouring honey on my boobs and things like that, jiggling my butt, wow. just tasteful, wow. tasteful things, wow. and I don't want that to get TMI. out. TMI. Well, I'm just, I'm giving you your assignment. But you, that don't have to be. In the, I don't. Why do you need to tell me that? I wouldn't tell you that in a letter, but I'm just letting you know why. Tell you said, me now. You, you, you said why would you microwave my phone? Because stuff in there I don't want people to see. Just say I don't want stuff. I don't want people all right, to see well, stuff, stuff out, out there. I don't want people you to see. You, you can detail. Unhe- you can unhear what I just said. I Any- can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is, you Shake know. Your ass. <laughs> I didn't say I was twerking. I said I was jiggling it, like you know, like uh, like how you do like a Jello That's mold, foul, like no. a Jello mold. No, smacking it. No, you know, see, you know. no, <laughs> painting pictures. No, man, people listen. To the guy, listen to that. Anyway, I'm just saying. I want to. I don't want to live to be hundred. But shout out to Dinky Flowers, and yes, you know, out. shout out to her doing her thing, staying limber, and that's great and fantastic. And yeah. I and I hope things uh, are going well for her. Uh, in news, as far as uh, recommendations corner, yeah. Uh, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race this season. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride. They Why? put it's fun. It's just fun to watch. Okay. They 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 put on great costumes and they're funny. And I like catty people. People are catty. Um, How long has show been on? Been on for a while, right? Oh, true. Oh, RuPaul's so fucking rich. And they have RuPaul. They have Drag Race Philippines, and it's all global. But uh, shout out to Marsha. Shout out to Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. In the nineties, he was like such a like butt of a joke. Yeah, it's crazy that times change. That RuPaul. Yeah, but I mean, even in that point, that was like hetero people. They he was the butt of hetero jokes. Still getting money, still, still going drag paid. balls and all that stuff. RuPaul is an icon, been icon. money. But Everybody now I don't know if the the RuPaul's Drag Race machine. I'm sure RuPaul always did well, but the machine of RuPaul's Drag Race, he's got to be worth a couple hundred million dollars. Mm, I wouldn't be shocked. It's such a fucking. I wouldn't be shocked. It's such a phenomenon. It's so and it's so fun and the people are really talented and they make really cool costumes and it's been fun. So I've been joining that. And like I said, shout out to Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Great drag queen. Um, what about you? You watch anything interesting or fun? Or? No. <laughs> Nothing. No. Yeah. Oh, The Last of Us. You watched it? That's yeah. What, man, what do you mean? Oh, that fucking I wasn't yeah. going to say anything. <laughs> you watched it? Of course I watched Oh, my God, man. Of what a premiere. Damn, man. You should have love with that. Uh, what a fucking premiere. Uh, I've never played the game. And if I, I always wanted to play the game. Because yeah. people always talk so about it. see PlayStation. Yeah, I was an, I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah, um, but I always people always told me how beautiful the game Absolutely. was and the story and everything yeah. like that. And I know some things. Yeah. I don't know all things, but I kind of know how the game ends. There's a sequel game, so I kind of yeah. I kind of know what to expect at some point in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's the what a lead. 
Pedro Pascal. What an opening uh, premiere for a show. He did a great job. Yeah. I loved his daughter. She was great. That's actually Tandy Newton's daughter. I found that out. I don't, you might not know her by name, but she's like a really pretty actress. And she looked, famil- she looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. And then I found out that that was Tandy Newton's daughter. And I went, that's where I know her from. But they were really good. And it was sad not yeah. to get into it. But that yeah. was like, who that was sad. That got me. I cried. Yeah. That choked me up. But his character's really good. And then the new kid, I told you I liked her from Game of Thrones. She's sassy. I like their dynamic. Yep. Yep. I like his girlfriend in the future. Yep. I'm hoping his brother comes back around because I like how him and his brother get down. Yep. And the world that they have, like the world that is exists of like, it's a zombie apocalypse, so everything got walled up and you have these little territories yeah. and it's like a dictatorship and it's weird and oh man. And I can tell from the game, I like how there's a, this element of like crouching and hiding and it's not so uh, tacky. Like yeah. it's like secret, yep. quiet. Don't want to get caught by the zombies. It, don't want to get caught by the police or whatever. So it's very avoid, avoid uh, confrontation. Yeah. That's how, at least that's how the last scene felt when the rain and everything like that it felt. And that was a beat the shit. It's crazy how what a premiere. zombies can be like track athletes. <laughs> Man. Yeah, fast. And then the scene where the old lady, the girl, the daughter oh, was getting the DVD, and the old lady just started like her mouth was opening and stuff, and wow. it, it, I didn't know that that was the spin. What do you call that though? What do you call that that scene when that happens in movies? Like the viewer, you know what's happening. You, I know what's happening, but the character in the movie doesn't. see It's just that. about blocking. It? I don't know if there's like a term for what where you can see, but the the character can't see. But they're just using blocking to be like. Oh, you can see what's happening. And blocking is just like how they frame the scene. So like you can see that this is coming up on them, but they can't see it. It's the same thing with like somebody opens up a medicine cabinet and the way the, the medicine cabinet opens up, it blocks a portion of the screen. Yeah. So you know when they close the medicine cabinet, something's supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. But then they misdirect a lot. And that, a lot of times in movies now, they misdirect with that where they go, you know, because of that, your experience. Is that, like, is that like some type of irony at all? Is, no. Is that like a... It's kind of... I guess it's kind of ironic now because you expect it. Okay. They open the fridge in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. The fridge blocks half the screen. Yeah. You know something's going to be there. But now these days, you've seen it so much that when they do it, when they close it, nothing's there. Mm-hmm. Then they turn mm-hmm. and then it's there. Got you. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, the misdirect. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, a term for that. But when you can't see... Or when you can but see but the person can't see... It's not dramatic. Iron. Is, it, is, that, is that dramatic? That's like dramatic. It's like when, you, it's like when the viewer knows, uh-huh. but the... But the person in the in the whatever it is doesn't, doesn't know. know. I mean, I, it might be, but that's I don't know if there's a term for like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the person in the scene can't see what's happening, but you can. There might be a term for it. I just think of like how they block yeah, the yeah, camera yeah. and the framing and stuff. But what a fucking premiere. Yeah, if you man. haven't seen The Last of yeah. Us, I think they said it's like the biggest premiere of a show on a Sunday since like 2011 or yeah, something like yeah. that. And understandably, because the, the game was a big success. Right. And I'm sure a lot of the game players watched the show. Yeah, man. So I got. Like I, I do like the weekly release. Yes, but then when it's like so good, you go like, God damn it! I'm telling you, man. I don't remember what show it was. A sh- probably Disney Plus brought it back. Yeah, but I'm glad they did though. It it I I forgot how much I missed it. Yeah, when you binge something, it just it doesn't have that like it's no anticipation. Yeah. you get it all done in a day, and then and then people are quicker to spoil it. Yeah, because they watched yeah. it all in a day. I don't. Yeah. Might, I might not watch something in a whole fucking day. Ten episodes of a thing. Yeah. And I think that that's good. I think it's good. Too. I think it's good to society, like society, big tech companies reeled us back a bit. Yeah. Because we got spoiled. I think it's, I think it's good for the, the whole production team and it, and it cause it's like, it's they not, get the, they get it's their not, due. Not, yeah. But not, I mean like the, the height of it. 
doesn't just it drops so and, fast once yeah. if you be able to just stream it fucking for yeah. a day you live off of yeah. it longer yeah yeah I, I think that this is a better way to do stuff and then one last thing you know i don't mean to dwell on the show but it's really good and i like again i don't know what the premise is in the game mm-hmm. i'm assuming it's the same it's kind the same. of spores same. or whatever but yeah. the way they the little the little uh the little uh, thing they did at the front, at the top of the show with the TV show from the 60s about global warming. And yeah. Then yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, it's not a disease. It's a, <laughs> not a virus. It's, a, uh, it's spores. Steph or, thought we was watching the run. He said, did you put like, the right thing? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, but I, like, I don't want to get too deep in it, but when they do that in shows, uh-huh. I always go like, it's cool how they, how they can do that, how yeah. they can just reenact that whole how it looked in the 70s. But yeah. like, how the fuck they find the furniture? To make the scene. That's, that's, I, that's an art director's that's, job. That's where I go like, that's cool. That's, that's, I think that's dope as shit. Yeah. They do that. They those like names. Old green rug. Yeah, like exactly. Some, old, some funky stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, all those names at the end of a show that people get Credits. up and leave. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people that do that. Yeah. I you think know? that's dope. Though. Shout out to those people. That. Yeah. Because you, you you make it real. Yeah. It feels real. And then all it takes is somebody Smoking? to put a little. Smoking? They smoke. They yeah, smoke on TV. It's crazy. Yeah. Some vintage suits. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm very excited to watch The Last of Us. We're actually recording, and it's coming on in a couple hours. I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm very excited for episode two because the premiere was amazing. So, yeah, that's two. That's uh, Everybody should be watching that. That's definitely a recommendation corner from, from both of us, I would say, right? Yeah. You, 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 you liked it a lot. I love it. Yeah, so Last of Us, man. Go ahead and check that out. But <laughs> I've been Alvin Williams. Joined as always by my partner, Shukran Franta Evans. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>